1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. It is homecoming at Bishop Dwinger High School. The Saints 3-0, but many would say they haven't proven anything. They haven't hit the grind of their schedule. Well, this starts a stretch where Bishop Dwinger is going to have to prove exactly what they're made of. And so they are pumped up here at Shields Field as Bishop Dwinger is deferred. Yeah, Dwinger, the teams that they've played thus far, one and eight. So this will be their big challenge thus far. Homestead will kick off from the north to the south. On the tee for the Spartans, it's going to be Carter Dixon, the senior kicker at 6'2", 180 pounds. Trying to get a number of boost deep to return this for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. They've got three return mans, two flanking the deep man, who is... Uh, Henry O'Keefe, this ball's high, deep, and it's an over-the-shoulder catch in the end zone, about six yards deep by O'Keefe. And so, Dwenger will have to come out, start first and 10 on the 20. We talked about this last week, Shannon. Yeah. There are some good kickers in this league. That was another beautiful kick. Yeah, that was about five yards deep in the end zone, giving the ball at the Dwenger 20. Now, last week when Homestead gave the ball to Lures at the 20, they went down on three different occasions and took it 80 yards. Now, that's, that cannot happen tonight. Homestead has got to shut it down. Interesting setup. K.J. Tipman is going to start at quarterback. Wildcat. They go with the Wildcat. There's the direct snap. Tipman bringing it to the left. Tries to escape a tackle. Does, but he can't get past the second man as he tries to turn the edge. He'll go down after a gain of three. Good job coming up defensively by Isaac Barkas, and uh, that will be out to the 23, three-yard pickup, second down and seven. Yeah, Pearson had a chance to really make the play about a yard deep in the backfield, and, you know, he kind of lunged at him, and, uh, of course, Tipman, you better wrap him up. Now we do have Evan Springer, the quarterback, assuming his position in the gun. With K.J. Tipman to his left, play action, quick throw out here to O'Keefe, caught at the 29, looking for the 30, and he fights against two Homestead Spartans defenders, and they're going to say he is just short. By about the length of a football, he never got across the plane of that 30-yard line, so it's going to bring up third down, a football length to go for Bishop Dwenger. Just underway here at Shields Field, Bishop Dwenger High School. Two receivers go to the right. Single back in the backfield, a tight end to the left of the formation. Activity at the line of scrimmage, and Homestead may have jumped. That's what the call is going to be, and it's going to give the Bishop Dwenger Saints a first down as Ivan Pearson, a senior linebacker, got up on the line of scrimmage and jumped on the hard count by Evan Springer. That will march it out to the 35-yard line, where it is now first and 10 for the Bishop Dwenger Saints. Yeah, critical mistake there. Gives them the first down. On the left hash, two receivers to the right. And the give up the middle. It's Tipman. And K.J. Tipman rumbles out to the 39-yard line after picking up four, running just inside his right tackle, Isaac Learman. 
Quick work here for Bishop Twanger. They rush up to the line of scrimmage. Now they will all stop and look over at the sideline. Yeah, just a simple inside zone play there. Letting Tipman just finding the gap that he wants. He did a great job of getting upfield. O'Keefe wide to the left. It's Sioka wide to the right. And they'll give to Tipman. Follows that same hole between his right guard and right tackle across the 40 to about the 42. So he'll pick up a three on that play where it's going to bring up a third down and three for the Saints. And I think down and distance, this is perfectly fine for Bishop Dwanger. Yeah, this is what they want to be in. And they're being efficient right now on first and second down and actually doing pretty well up front. Rocco Sioka, the wide receiver at 6'6", 198, seven receptions on the season, just one touchdown. But he's a big target. He lines up with O'Keefe on the left side. Handoff up the middle. First down yardage for Tipman, pulling there through tackles, and he's still on his feet. Now he's ahead of the field. 20, 15, 10, 5. He gets tackled as he falls over the goal line. And K.J. Tipman takes it 57 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, Homestead brought some pressure. They run the inside zone. He made the linebacker miss in the hole, and it was 88 out the gate. What balance for K.J. Tipman because he went through about three arm tackles, and each time he stumbled, looked like he was maybe going to go down, but he somehow kept his balance, and he beats everybody to the end zone. Big run for Bishop Dwanger. They've jumped out 6-0, and now they line up with Joe Bulanda, who will try to tack on the extra point. There's the set, the kick, it's up, and it is good. 9.20 remaining here in the first quarter, and the Bishop Dwanger Saints delighting the homecoming crowd so far. It's 7-0. Saints over the Spartans on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957 serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. 7-0. Saints lead it over the Homestead Spartans with 9.20 to go here in the first quarter. I am Brett Rump along with Shannon Griffith. John Graham, our studio producer. After the game, be sure to join us at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. Darren Wright will be our scoreboard operator, getting you the scores of all the area games on the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show. Right now, the Saints getting set to kick off and give Homestead a chance. This is kind of the way the game started for the Spartans last week against the other Bishop. Yeah. Kickoff that started them at the 20, and then they found themselves down 7-0. This kick deep toward the sideline, but it goes into the end zone, and a couple of kickers with pretty good legs force the opposing offenses to start on their own 20-yard line. That one booted by Joe Belanda. <laughs> and so Homestead puts the offense on the field for the first time. 
trailing seven to nothing to Bishop Dwenger. Peyton Slavin, the junior quarterback, 5'11", 160. A couple of injuries to running backs, Cam Johnson and Desmond Smith, both out injured tonight. That means Brett Fox is going to be the primary running back joining Slavin in the backfield. The start on the left hash with a wing to the left side of the formation. Two receivers with Sparrow and Anderson lined up on the wide side of the field over to the right. Left to right, the Spartans go. All white uniforms, blue numbers, yellow helmets. There's the snap, play action. Slavin drops, going deep. One on one, Anderson makes the catch on the fly. 30, 20, 10, touchdown. Homestead burns Dwenger over the top, 80 yards. And it is far too similar to what we saw last week, Shannon. It was Lures <laughs> that had to grind out a drive on the ground last week to go up 7 nothing, And then the Spartans played home run ball to strike quickly. That time they strike in one play and it's just Anderson running the post and yeah. getting a step on the DT. Well, what a great throw by Slavin. Got enough air underneath it. Anderson never broke stride. Good route. Big play. I guess that answers the question. Are we? Is he hung over? Nope. He's on top of it. Extra point. The kick is up, and the kick is good. We are all tied up. It took all of 11 seconds for the Spartans to answer after Bishop Dwinger had taken the 7 to nothing lead. It is now 7-7. We'll catch our breath. We'll be back. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. 7-7 game. Homestead Spartans tie it on an 80-yard touchdown completion from Peyton Slavin. To Nate Anderson, Anderson's fourth touchdown catch of the year for Slavin. That's his seventh touchdown toss. And now it's the kickoff. And it is another deep kick. Angling far corner, bouncing about six or seven yards deep in the end zone. And once again, Bishop Wenger will get the football starting at their own 20 with 9.09 to play in the opening quarter. Perfect night for football. You know, they say that the last official weekend of summer is Labor Day weekend. Well, Mother Nature must have been paying attention because she delivered almost a fall-like night tonight. Sun's keeping it warm, but the temperatures will drop rapidly once that sun sets behind <laughs> us. Great crowd. Saints lining up. Springer at quarterback. Tipman in the backfield. Wide receivers, one each side. Shotgun snap, Tipman, he's going to try to bounce it out wide. Here comes Pursuit, he reverses oh, wow. direction and he gets wall. away from arm tackles. Here comes Tipman near side at the 30, he gets caught and tripped up. And that's just a good chase in Pursuit by Austin Keezer. Yeah, what a play. That's 
It's like student body right. And then all of a sudden the running back decides he's going to go left. He stopped and came the other way. And, and Kieser is able to run him down. It is a gain of about 14 yards. They'll put it at the 34-yard line. So it's first and 10 for the Saints. Tipman is dynamic. Senior running back. Here's a pass. Got his man across the they got it downfield to divert to uh, Jack Tipman. Tipman is a senior tight end. Just ran the seam, and they lofted it over the linebacker. We saw that play last. That time it was right in the hands of Tipman, but the safety over and hit him and knocked the ball free. The incomplete pass brings up second down and 10 from the 34. Good pass by Springer. I'm sure that played a part. From the left hash, the give to KJ Tipman. Oh, that time it's wrapped up in the backfield. Nice defensive play by Carter Coob. He came up and took down Tipman for a loss back to the 32-yard line. It's a loss of two, and it brings up third down and 12. This probably not the most comfortable situation for Bishop Dwinger. Yeah, they don't like to be with double sticks here. It's a little, puts them out of rhythm. It'll be Henry O'Keefe lining up wide to the left. Sioka will go out wide to the right. The ball's on the left hash at their own 32-yard line. A third down and 12. Tipman still in the backfield. You add a slot to the right. They'll go play action. Drop, throw near sideline. O'Keefe the catch at the 41. Immediately wrapped up and taken down. Nice job in the open field one-on-one -on -one by Ethan Dorsey, the senior defensive back for the Homestead Spartans to limit the damage and uh, about three yards short of the first down. Put it at the 42, which is two yards shy of the sticks. Springer's going to punt the ball away. Yeah, nice throw. Just a little short there on the, on the route. Joseph Moran lines up to kick this. Good snap and the kick. High and not deep. It's going to bounce at about the 34 and take a big homestead bounce out to the 40. It'll down. They'll say he got it at the 39. So that is only a 19-yard kick, but there is a flag right back where he kicked it. And are we going to have running into the kicker because it was a fourth down and two? Any kind of penalty would uh, would add on to uh, or would give the first down. But it looks like penalty is going to be against Dwanger. So maybe someone held on the rush on coming in on the punter. Yeah, it looks like. Like it was before the punt, after the play, they get a chance to either take it or make them re-kick. Well, they're pointing in the field. In other words, I think you can march them off and make them re-kick. Can you take it to add the play? Oh, face mask. That's yeah, a face mask penalty. Well, you can't add it to the play. Decline it, take the ball at the 30. That is what. Jet Zolm decided to do so. Start one play. Their first possession. They start this year. Slavin, quarterback. Instead have backfield along with Foss. He's going to line it at a wing off to the left side formation, essentially giving Homestead almost an extra tight end. And 
before the play gets underway. Our officials stop the action, and they're pointing something on the field. Probably a mouthpiece. Laying back at the 26, one of the officials goes back deep into Dwanger's se secondary to retrieve it. And now we're ready to go. Spartans at their own 39, first and 10. 7.03 remains, first quarter tied at 7. And in motion, Sparrow, cross formation. They'll give it to him on the jet sweep to the left. Short side of field and nowhere to cut it up for Gage Sparrow. He only gains a yard before getting knocked out of bounds. Yeah, well defended there by Bishop Dwanger, getting it stretched out, and really Sparrow had nowhere to go, and that play's tough to run back into the boundary. 6.59 on the clock at second down and nine. The back of the football touching the Spartans. They need to get out to the full nine for a first. It's on the left hash, wide receiver each side, and they'll fake the handoff of the keeper for Slavin, and he gets popped as he hits the 45-yard line. Secondary came up, a safety coming up and popping him right at the 45 after he picked up five yards. And to bring up a third down and four for the Spartans. Seven to seven game. Almost halfway through our first quarter. It's inside the left hash. Wide receiver each side. Gage Sparrow, who generally is in a slot. He is playing the wide out to the right. And you've got Nate Anderson, the wide out left. Homestead going with a little more of a power formation. They've got an extra wing and the back in the backfield. Quick five yard route caught by Sparrow at midfield and he'll take it across the 50 into Dwenger territory at the 46. That's a nine yard gain and a first down for the Homestead Spartans. That's just identifying the coverage and knowing that they're playing loose off of Sparrow and you can take advantage of it to make a little pitch and catch for first down yardage. Yeah, I think Dwenger's being a little cautious of the speed that Homestead has in those spots, but they'll take that uh, every time on third and, third and medium. Their deep threat is primarily Anderson. Sparrow more the speedy guy. There's a little handoff up the middle, and Fox is hit before he can get through the hole. He'll go down for a loss of a yard, and it looked like uh, Bishop Dwinger's Ben Simcox got at his ankles. The linebacker, senior linebacker, came in and went low and took down Fox for a two-yard loss back at the 48-yard line. Yeah, just, again, Dwanger is such a scrappy deep, falling right in along with the tradition of tough, hard-nosed defenses. Second down, 12 from the Bishop Dwanger. 38, Spartans left to right from the right hash. They'll throw the quick wide receiver screen. Anderson, one-on-one -on -one in the open field, gets taken down as he gets inside the 45 to the 44. But that's only a four-yard pickup. And good job in the open field of making a short tackle by the Saints. And it brings up third and long now for the Spartans. Yeah, that looked like Adam Lee and um, Grant maybe out there at the corner position. Good job in space, like you said. 
Williams looking over to the far sideline, getting the play call from Coach Skelton. It's on the left hash at the Saints 44, looking for the 36 for the first down, so we'll call it a third down and eight. Drop back in the pocket, Slave been looking, looking, pump fakes, now throws it off underneath, Schultz with a catch, first down, far left sideline, T5, and knocked out of bounds as he gets close to the 20-yard line. First down. 19-yard pickup. Make it 18 to the 20. Or, uh, correction, they're at the 21. So that's a 23-yard gain. Nice little job of going through your progressions and finding the underneath man with a crossing route across the field open. Yeah, and that was a great job by Max there. He got underneath the linebackers, and like you said, Slavin just kind of waited, went through his progression, and dumped it off to him. Big play. First down, Spartans just outside the red zone at the Saints 21. Handoff up the middle. It's Brett Fox inside the 20 to about the 18. Gain of three yards on the first down carry by the 5'10", 150-pound sophomore. And I tell you, the Spartans have been hit by injury at that running back yeah. position. Desmond Smith, we saw him go down last week after he had a 100-yard-plus first half. He switched to defense in the second half and then left the game injured. He's out three to four weeks. Cam Johnson, he's not dressed. He's a 5,970-pound sophomore running back. And so Fox getting his opportunity here. Second down. About seven to go from the left hash. Single back is Fox. And it will be play action rolling to the left. Here comes pressure. They grab his feet. Can't get him down. He throws it late and it was all picked off inside the 10-yard line. But he avoids the sack and the incomplete pass. Stops the clock with 3.02 remaining in the opening quarter. And it brings up third and seven. Again, there's one of those plays where you'd like for him not to force it down the field, find your nearest outlet, and either throw it at his feet or his head. Kind of tough, though, when you got a guy hanging on your yeah. ankles. Yeah. You almost feel like you got to throw it somewhere, and instead of throwing it away, he tried to thread it in there and almost had it picked off. So now the Homestead Spartans with a third and seven. Line up for the left hash, drop back Slavin, looking to throw, pump fakes now, Campbell to the right, he's got a lot of room and he'll run it, 15, 10, tripped up and he falls forward to the five-yard line, first down and goal for the Homestead Spartans. That is a 13-yard run by Peyton Slavin, broke containment and then no one on the near side of the field, and Slavin, who's not necessarily the fastest Spartan, was able to at least use his speed enough to get inside the about the five-yard line. It's first and goal. Spartans looking to take the lead for the first time. It's 7-7 on three minutes left first quarter. From the right half, Anderson all alone, man-to-man -man on the left. And they'll give instead. Fox hit at the five, and he falls forward to the two. Grows with the big, big play there. Keeping Fox out of the end zone. Good job at the front there. Now, you know, they really got to buckle up here, try to force them just to keep, you know, get just a field goal here now. Drive started on their own 39-yard line. It is advanced to the two, where it is second down and goal. 
Spartans. From the right hash, Slavin in the gun. Fox the running back. Arrow wide to the right. Anderson wide to the left. And the give up the middle. It is Fox. Fox, two yards into the end zone. Touchdown, Spartans. Homestead takes the lead. 13-7. Just a simple inside of zone play, and Fox found the two yards he needed. What an impressive drive there by uh, Homestead with some two key third down plays where they got big chunks of yards. Balance between the pass and the run. And now the Spartans will try to tack on the extra point. On to kick it. It is Jarrett, who has been perfect so far this year on extra point tries. That one is up and good. He is now 19 for 19 in extra points. 2-10 remaining, quarter number one. And the Homestead Spartans, for the first time tonight, lead in the football game 14-7 over the Bishop Dwanger Saints. You're listening to high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957 serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. We'll keep up with all the scores in the area and then give you what we have at halftime. It's the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. Coming up at the break here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 2-10 remains opening quarter with a 14-7 lead kicks off. Deep kick, and O'Keefe will catch it again over the shoulder just across the goal line. That will be in the end zone and a touchback. And for the third time today, or tonight, Bishop Wenger will start from their own 20. You know, sometimes I think fans don't really realize how important special teams can be because so many teams have really speedy athletes that can burn you in special teams, and you take that weapon completely away when you can kick it into the end zone every time. Yeah, and you force an offense to go 80 yards after any type of score, the odds are against them. Springer from the left hash. Single back, Tipman. And it will be the give. It's the running back bringing it left across the 20 to about the 21. And let's see, they've changed it up. Eddie Steele, the 5'11", 160-pound junior who's come in at the running back position. Actually, Tipman and Steele both in the game. 23 and 33. Now Steele's going to come to the sideline. Nope, he's going to go back into the game. Little confusion on what personnel grouping that Dwenger wants out there on this second down and a long eight, almost nine to go from their own 21-yard line. Play clock down to 10. The play just gets signaled in. Now it's down to six, down to five. On the left hash, they'll get in formation. Two, 
one, and they just get it away. Quick throw to the right flat, and Sioka will make the catch at the 23, but wrapped up and brought down immediately. No room for Sioka as Kyle Detweiler was right there to make the play for the Homestead Spartans defense. They'll give him forward progress to the 24 for a gain of three, but now it is third down and six for Bishop Dwenger. Yeah, I like the fact that they're trying to get Rocco out in space, and that was just a good play there, but they got himself now third and about six, so it's within their wheelhouse to get a first down here. For the right hash, they'll put trip receivers to the left. Tipman still the back of the backfield with Springer. The senior quarterback lined up in the gun. Here comes the blitz. Dwenger picks it up. Springer's got time. Now he's going to scramble off to his right. Throw it late in as he's getting dragged down. The throw goes short and incomplete. Tried to dump it off to an outlet only about four yards downfield, and he couldn't even get it to him because the pressure was coming and pulling him to the turf. So a three and out for the Bishop Dwenger Saints. They're going to have to punt the football away to the Homestead Spartans with Homestead leading. Leading at 14 to 7, 4.8 seconds remaining in the opening quarter. Yeah, they got lucky because it's probably more of a sack. Moran's kick. This is a low kick. Bounces at the 50, but it's end over end, and it takes a really nice Dwenger roll, and it will go inside the 30, and it will be downed at the 27-yard line. So that is uh, 49 yards, and a lot of that on the roll. He just kicked <laughs> a low end over end line drive, and it just bounced its way down the field. Well, he almost missed because I think he put it too far out in front of him and it kind of went off his toe. And then, of course, like he said, he got the country club bounce and uh, ends up being a good uh, good punt for Dwenger. So Homestead starts at their own 27-yard line. It's first and 10 with 23.9 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Peyton Slavin steps back five yards in the shotgun formation. And it's play action again, looking deep. Double coverage this time, and it's intercepted. The deep man for the Saints got inside position at that time, and it is picked off. Back of the number, it looked like Adam Lee, a senior defensive back, who made the interception. And that was an adjustment for the Dwinger defense and really a mistake by Peyton Slavin. He threw it into double coverage on that deep post. And uh, his intended target really sandwiched right between two defenders. Yeah, just not a smart throw. He actually had Sparrow wide open on the corner route down to the boundary. And, you know, you go once too many times to the well, and Bishop Dwinger is going to make you pay. That is Slavin's third interception this year, and all three have come in the last two weeks. From their own 41 after the turnover, handoff up the middle, steal, hit at the line of scrimmage. He's got nothing. And that is going to take us down to the end of the first quarter. After one, Winger Saints 7, this is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
Thomas here with Cross Country Mortgage. I want to talk to you about the power of a knowledgeable loan officer. You want someone that's going to think outside of the box, that asks a lot of questions. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a client say, hey, no one's asked me that yet. Well, when that happens, you may not be as pre-approved as you may think. We are thankful every time that happens because it's an opportunity for us to get a client for life. Unfortunately, so many loan officers are not trained to ask the tough questions and hold that space with a client. Additionally, most loan officers that work at a bank or a credit union are not even licensed. Our honest and straightforward approach has helped so many buyers be as competitive as possible in this crazy market, and we'd be happy to help you get into your next home as well. Contact Greg anytime for your purchase and financing needs at 260-234-4700 or at ccmindiana.com. Work with a lender you can trust to get your deal done. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. Greg Thomas, NMLS 138839. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Two teams sit alone atop the SAC standings entering play tonight. Bishop Lures, who we've seen twice so far this year, they are 3-0. The other 3-0 team we are seeing tonight, it's the Bishop Wingers Saints, who are ranked number two in Class 5A. And the Saints find themselves down to 6A and 2-1 and Homestead, 14-7 as we start our second quarter. Bishop Wanger with the football from their own 41-yard line, centered between the hash marks. Single wide out each side. Once again, the Saints confused yeah. about the personnel. And new quarterback Dickerson is in. So Dickerson starts the second quarter. Dickerson is a 6'4", 189-pound junior. They're going to look to throw. Now he'll tuck and keep. Here comes the pressure, and they'll take him down for no gain at the 41. Don't know if that was a design play or if he thought he had space to take it up the middle, but it collapsed quickly, and after uh, no gain on that second down play, it is now third down and 10 from their own 41-yard line. Yeah, he had a guy quick, and he just needed to uh, thread the needle there, but he chose not to, and probably a good decis decision of pulling it down. Homestead 14-7 over Dwanger. Saints third and 10 from their own 41. Eight hash, two receivers left, one to the right. Here comes the blitz, and we've got a whistle in either a timeout, offside. What is it? There's no flag. It's a procedure. It's a procedure. Well, the official running the sideline who threw the flag <laughs> gave the, the signal for an offside and yeah. pointed to the offense. The referee called it illegal procedure. So we start, uh, or we go back now to the 36, where it is third and 15. Yeah, a couple times, Dwanger's been early on the snap count, and this is not uncommon that with a new quarterback in, different cadence can also be an issue. Dickerson comes in completing 75% of his passes, but he's only thrown eight of them. He'll drop back. He'll look to throw. This is his ninth pass deep. Far sideline, man-to-man -man coverage, and it's going to be incomplete. A lot of clutch and grab there while the ball was still in the air. But no flag. It's an incomplete pass. O'Keefe working against Nate Anderson. 
the injury to Desmond Smith has left the Spartans kind of short at corner and short at running back. And so Nate Anderson was locked up man-to-man -man on O'Keefe and literally locked him up. Oh, nice so on fourth down, here's the punt. High kick, spiraling, fair catch taken by Barkas at the 23-yard line. That is a good kick. 36 yards, no return. And so the Spartans get it back, leading 14 to 7, early second quarter. Yeah, knocked it down there at about the 28-yard line. And going back to that last play, Homestead got away with one because I think that would have at least a hold with the way it looked from our angle. their own 27 Spartans start first and 10 again the single receiver wide each side you know it's interesting Shannon we usually see the Spartans with at least three maybe four <laughs> wide this is more of a little bit of a traditional set you've got a wing to the left you've got a single back shotgun for Slavin and he'll give it to the back and Fox is wrapped up before he can even get anything going in the backfield he gets taken down and they say at the 21 no forward progress for you my Fred, you're going down at the 21 after losing six on the first down play. Yeah, that was Carey again. Very scrappy defense. That's the way they've played in their first three contests. Why they may not be overly uh, big up front, they just uh, really run their scheme well. Now they'll start to space the formation. Now we see two wide each side. Single back. Shotgun for Slavin. Throwing quick. And he's got a wide receiver. It's caught at the 28. Taken down just outside the 29. That should be. Is that Sparrow out there? Nope. He's going to be Mason Oye. He goes down after uh, gaining about eight yards, just shy of the 30-yard line, where it's going to be still third and long, but they got about half of it on that second and long. Third down, eight. They need the 38-yard line for the first down from the right hash. Two receivers left, one to the right, drop back for Slavin, looking, throwing, got it behind his man, Gage Sparrow, and incomplete. They had Anderson clear, and then Sparrow with a little out route about five yards downfield. And Sparrow not only was covered, but the throw was high and behind him, and it's going to force Homestead now into a punting situation. And I think the Spartans were thinking if Dwanger's going to chase Anderson with two defenders, that maybe there'll be room for Sparrow underneath. But Dwanger really defended that pretty well. Yeah, they, they had the down and distance they needed. And honestly, I think Homestead would be better spreading it all out. Here's the punt, end over end, and again, it's allowed to bounce. It takes a hop at the 37, inside the 30, and finally rolls down at the 28-yard line. So that's a 42-yard kick, no return. Yeah, we've had. <laughs> One of the things you got to learn, Shannon, I know you coach this plenty. Got to be able to come up and catch those punts. It just cost the Dw Bishop Wanger Saints about 15, 16 yards. Yeah, they. You know, that's one of those things. Where coaches usually get an idea about what. A kid is averaging in the game. You know, they have a guy signed to get an idea of it so that you can get your returner in a position to field the football. And like you said there, he was 10 yards too deep. Field for the Saints. And now it looks like might be Sam Campbell who goes under center. 
Three backs in the backfield, and they'll give it to the third back through. And he gets spun around out to the 30, maybe the 30 and a half, and I think that was Tipman on the carry. Short gain, only two on the play. So it's second down and eight as the Saints now showing a different look to the Spartans' defense. And a lot of this, I think, this is, is a trick play here. Watch it. Is just to get some info on how the Spartans will line against these different formations. Then at halftime, you decide how you attack them. Yeah, and and Coach Garrett, I mean, he does that a lot, where he puts a lot of different formations out there to see how they're going to align, like you said. Sioka will have man-to-man -man out here wide to the right. They'll give last back through and taking it to the 35 is uh, Dees Dixon. He's a senior running back who's carried it now 18 times on the year. Just 5'7", 170. Averages about 8 yards a carry. Spartans held him that time to about 5. So it is third down and 3 from their own 35-yard line on the left hash. Sioka is going to go wide to the left. And again, it is Campbell, the third yeah. quarterback of the night, who's going to get under center with a power formation behind him. And they will give it. Again, Dixon bouncing it wide to the left, and he gets tripped up across the 40 to about the 43. But there is a flag right in the middle of the offensive line. And that usually signals holding as we wait to see. And they just looked over to the Homestead sideline, and Chad Zolman said, yes, we'll take the penalty, move them back. So this is going to be marched off against Wenger in the first down, taken off the board. 7.48 remaining in the first half, 14-7. That's one of those, I think, where you engage a lineman and the second guy chops him. Yeah, and I'm peeking at the replay here. I'm not quite sure that was the correct call uh, against their right tackle, but uh, they called it, and now they've got a huge third and 18 here. Chop block moves it all the way back to the 21-yard line where it is third down. And 17, shotgun, rolling. This is Dickerson. He plants, looks, now he'll keep it. Got room up the middle of the field, across the 30, but taken down in the open field at the 33. Still five yards shy of the first down stick. And that's going to bring up a fourth down, about five to go for the Bishop Wanger Saints. And Coach Garrett sends his punting unit onto the field. Yeah, good coverage there by Holmstead. They had the sticks there in their favor and they just played some simple zone and the kids did a great job there. This is Joe Moran who lines up to kick it and that's end over end and Homestead will come up. Marcus will dive to make the catch but see that's where you save that 15-20 yards as he gets the fair catch at the 42-yard line. And so uh, you deal with a kick there that's, what, about uh, 22, 23 yards, but there's no roll. Yeah. And now the Spartans have good field position at their own 42-yard yeah. line. Good job again. That's all determined there to get him in the position they need to be to catch the football. And, you know, going back to Dwanger's last offensive series, I, they, they seem to be a little discombobulated here over the last few series of where, who's going to be the quarterback and, and – and really, 
I thought Springer had actually done a pretty good job. Shotgun, quick throw, Slavin near side, caught in the backfield by Sparrow, and he's going to be wrapped up and taken down for a loss. Yeah, I'll tell you, the pursuit, in fact, for both of these defenses, they really come after you, and that time Dwanger had three people on Sparrow when he made the catch trying to set up that wide receiver screen. And I tell you, Adam Lee, that's his responsibility there. He came flying off the hash as a deep safety, you know, about 10 yards down the field and he made the play, and it's actually a loss of about four yards. So a tremendous play by Lee there. From their 38, second down and 14. Homestead leads it 14 to 7. We're halfway through the second quarter. Rollout to the right, Slavin. He'll throw. Catch is made at the 45 and immediately wrapped up and taken down. As Nate Anderson on the completion. But not, uh, not enough for the first. And once again, Homestead on second down and very long decides to throw about a half-distance type route. And so if Anderson can slip the tackle, maybe they get the first. If he doesn't, now they've got a manageable third at third and seven from their own 45. Yeah, good route, but also a good play by Noah Johnson out there, keeping him in front of him. From the left hash, trip receivers, or right hash, trip receivers left. Play action, throw in the seam, caught! Sparrow make the catch at the Dwinger 44-yard line for a first down. What a throw there by Slavin. He studied in the pocket, took a shot, but he hit uh, Sparrow there with a nice throw. 11-yard gain and a first down for Homestead. They're now on the same side of the field at Bishop Dwinger's 44. I think they'd be better spreading it out because I think it'll give them what they want, both run and pass. They've got a running back in an up position and the tailback, Fox. They give it to Fox, and he just gets smothered right at the line of scrimmage. And for an undersized team, Mr. doesn't have those typical Vichy Dwinger. 252-8300. They've got smaller guys, but boy, did they do a nice job of getting a push and giving Fox no lane to run through. They're quick. They move pretty good, uh, both laterally and vertically. And that's why I think Homestead would be better spreading them out and getting a light box to run it or taking advantage of the soft cushion. Again, two backs in the backfield with Slavin. And Slavin, play action, throw on the slant, caught by Sparrow as crosses inside the 35 to the 32, and that's enough for a first down, about 11 or 12 on that play, and that's really a, a simple route. It's just Gabe Sparrow having the responsibility to get on the inside of the cover man, and Slavin delivered it on to get in stride. Route of basically what it was, and he threaded the needle there because there was two Dwanger defenders. Sparrow almost split them. Sparrow out to the left. Anderson wide to the left. Again, two back formation. The fullback really plays right behind the guard. And then they'll give it to Fox. Fox again met right at the line of scrimmage and then pushed backward. There is nothing there in the middle of that Bishop Dwanger defense. Fox really finding it really difficult to get any kind of yardage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If Homestead would just spread it out and go four receivers, I 
think they would find a better opportunity to run the football. Right now, they're just bringing bodies in to what we call the box. And right now, Dwanger's beating them at the line of scrimmage. Down to 310 to play in the second quarter. Homestead leads it 14 to 7. Spartans the ball at the Saints 33. And Bishop Dwanger is going to take a timeout. So a break in the action. And it's going to give us a chance to take a quick timeout as well. Homestead leads it 14-7 over the Bishop Dwinger Saints late in the second quarter. You're listening to high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, Everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, GibsonsHeating.com. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. <laughs> 3.07 remains in the first half. Homestead looking to add to a 14-7 lead with the football at the Bishop Dwinger 33. It's second down and 10. Homestead now does go to a formation. Two receivers each side, and they'll go quarterback draw. Slavin has a hole. Now he bounces it near side, inside the 30. Chase to the sideline and goes out of bounds at the 25. He's going to gain eight on the play and a couple of yards shy of the first down stick. That's where Slavin, you see, not quite the speed of some of the Homestead quarterbacks we've seen. He couldn't really get turned upfield. He had to just win the sprint to the sideline and get out of bounds, and he's two yards shy. But so it's third down and two. By having that spread, though, it forces Dwanger to declare, and they were light in the box, and you have an extra blocker. So that's why he had a big gain there. 3.01 to play, second quarter. Spartans 14, Saints 7. Single back from the left hash, and they'll give it to him. And it's Fox, and Fox will have no running room. It's going to bring up a fourth down at the Saints 25 and a half. And once again, Homestead determined to continue to try to run the football, but Fred Fox just not getting anything up the middle between the tackles. Again, they're just bringing an extra body in there, and it's just causing all types of trouble, and they're just not getting on a push, and Fox doesn't have much room to navigate in there. Homestead keeps the offense on the field on a fourth down and about two and a half to go. They need to get to the 23. They're just outside the 25, and Jason Garrett looks at the alignment, and the Bishop Dwenger head coach calls timeout from the near sideline. So 2.22 remaining. Half number one, it's 14-7, Spartans. Big fourth down for Homestead after the break. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Homestead is going to now line up to kick the field goal. Well, Shannon Homestead clearly has had a problem establishing much of a running game here in the first half. And so they decided with 2.22 remaining here in the half that they would try to add three points, make it a two-score game. And I'm sure part of that thought process is that Homestead will get the football to start the second half after they deferred the winning point toss. Yeah, no question. And I think, you know, I don't think it's any question that um, Dixon has the leg for this uh, yardage field goal. But they just haven't been able to run the ball with any effectiveness, so they just feel more comfortable trying to get the points here. I don't blame them. Cameron Jarrett kicks extra points. He's also kicked two for two in field goals this year, but his, his distance is limited up to about 35, maybe 40 yards tops. This is going to be a 42-yard attempt from just inside the left hash. Kicking it into the north. It is Dixon, the set down, the kick. It is a low-line drive, and he hooked it to the left. No good from 42 yards. Carter Dixon misses the line drive field goal try to the left, and Bishop Dwinger will take over down by seven with 2.18 to play in the second quarter. Yeah, the timing there wasn't uh, quite right with the uh, holder and the snap a little bit low. So let's see who is a quarterback for the Saints. And it looks like it is the thrower, Bodie Dickerson. Six for 189. And they'll line up with two wide each side. O'Keefe, the wide man to the left. And Sioka, the wide man to the right. No tight ends, single running back, Tipman in the backfield, and Dickerson will go with a quarterback draw, and then he slips as he crosses the 20, goes down near the 22. Two-yard gain, but it's also going to keep the clock running as we tick down toward two minutes left here in the first half. Yeah, and I think now Dwanger only has one timeout, so they're probably going to have to pick it up here. Dickerson between the hash marks with Tipman in the backfield. Shotgun snap, and there might have been some movement in the offensive line. There was, and it's going to be a five-yard march-off now against the Bishop Dwanger Saints. And you wonder at what point would Chad Zolman consider taking a timeout? Oh, I guarantee it, because I think he still has three left, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's got all three according to the scoreboard yeah. here. In fact, uh, Bishop Dwanger does not have a timeout listed on the oh. scoreboard. So this is a five-yard march-off, taking the Saints back to the 17. And now it's second down and 13 to go. 
Shotgun for Dickerson. In the pocket. Throws right, and it's caught. No, it's through the hands of Sioka. He would have only had about three or four yards. Incomplete pass. Does stop the clock at a minute 42, so nobody has to take time out here, but it brings up a third down and long for Bishop Dwenger, and I would imagine if the clock runs after this play and the Saints don't have the first down, we'll see one of those three Homestead timeouts being burned. Yeah, and I'd be surprised if Garrett throws it here, but for that purpose alone. Minute 42 remains before halftime. Spartans are up seven. Saints drop back. They'll throw a little dump off. Middle screen. Tipman picks up a block, brings it out wide to the right, and tackled as he crosses the 20 to the 21. Good job in the open field for Homestead to cut him down, and there's the timeout being called. It's going to be fourth down and nine, so the Saints are going to have to punt, and a minute 30 still left here in the second quarter. And Bishop Dwanger will have to punt fairly deep in their own end. Homestead should come out of this with good field position. Yeah, good good play call there with a little screen pass, trying to get the ball to Tipman and get him out for the flat. And Homestead just did a good job of defending it. So they're going to have pretty good field position here. You know, the Spartans, probably one of their game plan, or part of their game plan, was to try to take advantage of a lead. Because if you could start to get a two-score or even a three-score lead on Bishop Wenger team, you put a lot of pressure on the Saints because of how they're composed offensively. They're a running team. They do have the couple of really good wideouts, but what we've seen from Bishop Wenger through the first three games is uh, over 80% of the time, they're going to try to keep it on the ground when you put them into a position where they're down two or three scores and have to become a little more one-dimensional through the air. It can be very tough for Bishop Wenger. Yeah, and after that... 50-yard, 58-yard touchdown run hit, and Dwanger really hasn't had anything. Joseph Moran lines up to kick. He stands at his seven. Good snap, good kick, high kick, and it is caught right at midfield by Barkas, and he will be hit and taken down immediately. They'll give him the Saints side of the 50 at the 49 with a minute 23 left. Here comes the Homestead Spartans offense with Homestead leading it 14 to 7. Yeah, I think we're going to see a heavy dose of four wide receivers and, and see what they can uh, muster up with uh, Slavin throwing it or lighten the box enough so that uh, Fox could run it. And I'd be wrong because they have their tight end. Yeah. Tight is a wing to the right side. The back is Fox. Rolled the right. Slavin. Quick throw on an out route. It's caught at the 40. Wrapped up. Spun out of bounds near the 39 and a half. And I think that is just enough. Or 38 and a half. That'll be just enough for a first down. They'll give him 10 and a half yards. And the chains will move. But more importantly, the clock also stops with a minute 17 left. Yeah, Slavin does a great job throwing on the run. I... He's very smooth and comfortable with it, and this was a good time route and a great throw. Ball on the right hash, single receiver, right, two receivers, left. Slavin takes the snap, drops, looks, fires over the middle, and a sliding catch by Sparrow at the 21-yard line. Another great throw. 17 yards and a first down for Homestead. Clock runs at a minute 10 as they set the chains. Spartans really can almost start taking their time now. They still have the two timeouts remaining. Correct. 
Slavin with two receivers each side, single back to his left shoulder. There's the snap, drop, and a quarterback draw, and he pulls away from the linebacker and gets inside the 15-yard line. Gain of about six for Peyton Slavin. He could have been taken down for about no gain, but he was able to just muscle through an arm tackle from the linebacker. And now a second down, four to go for Homestead, and they'll use one of those two remaining timeouts. So 47.8 seconds left before we get to halftime. Homestead looking to extend a 14-7 lead over Bishop Dwenger on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. With Shannon Griffith, the coach, I am Brett Rupp. Not the coach. <laughs> 47.8 seconds left in the first half. Homestead the ball. Second down and four for Bishop Wenger's 15-yard line. Slavin throws the fade in the end zone. Anderson, touchdown! Homestead Spartans 15 yards on the fade to Nate Anderson. And now you know why I called him the coach. Should have had you mic'd up during the commercial break, Shannon, because that's exactly what you called from the Homestead playbook. Yeah, and what a great throw. I mean, Slavin, that, that series right there grew up a lot because he had three great throws on that drive, you know, with this last one being a nice touch throw into the corner of the end zone to Anderson. Anderson created nice space, and you know, Shannon, he didn't push off. <laughs> no, he's smooth. Extra point up by Jarrett, and it is good. So the Homestead Spartans take a two-touchdown lead with 44 seconds left in the first half. It's now Homestead 21, Bishop Dwanger 7, 21 unanswered. Scored by Homestead, high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. 44 seconds on the clock in the first half, and the Homestead Spartans have extended their lead 21-7. Saints scored on the first possession of the night. They went 80 yards to jump in front 7-0, and that lead was short-lived because Homestead took one play on the next possession to go 80 yards on a touchdown pass, and Nate Anderson has just got his second touchdown pass of the night to put the Spartans up 21-7. Seven and the kick again through the end zone. He 
about kicked it through the up and that's uh, <laughs> that is a strong leg Carter Dixon he's a and, he, and he's not he's not the kind of you know small diminutive kicker that sometimes we see he's a he's a big solid athlete I mean he's a good size good yeah. size kid boy does he have a powerful leg yeah and he doesn't really take a big run up either uh, with that leg so I am sure that there'll be some coaches can trying to convince him to become a walk-on somewhere because uh, he's got the leg might have been venting still still got a little anger <laughs> in that leg after missing a 42-yard field goal earlier in this quarter not quite sure what's going oh they got a personal foul on DeWanger so they will march this half the distance and put it at the 10-yard line so uh, I don't know how much gamble you want to have here if you're the Bishop Dwanger Saints. They're pinned back at their own 10-yard line, down by 14, and Homestead is due to receive the second-half kickoff. This could get out of hand for the Saints. Yeah, I'd be it, surprised. It is Dickerson under center, and he's going to go to a knee. And now with... 37, 36, I don't think anybody's going to stop the clock, so Dickerson will have to do it one more time before the teams can go to the locker room. Well, no, he won't. Looks like it's about a half-second difference, yeah. game clock to, to play clock. Well, now maybe he will. I, I'm not sure. They started to go off the field, now back on the field. Yeah, I can't tell. I mean, the numbers are really close. Yeah. I think the official might just let this go. I mean, what's the point in taking a penalty over a tenth of a second? Right. So the clock goes down to zero, and that will be the half. So I guess the official just didn't want him to run off the field until the play clock or until the game clock had gotten right. to zero. But we are officially now at halftime, and the Homestead Spartans are leading it over the Bishop Dwegger Saints, 21 to seven. Saints jumped out early. Spartans responded, and. Uh, and now the Saints have to find a way to generate some offense. Yeah, other than that tip and, tip and run of 58 yards on that first drive, they have really been out of sync. And, you know, they've changed quarterbacks. Now, I don't know if they to give the second the second quarter there to Dick Dickerson or, or what, because Springer, to me, was playing quite well. I mean, he, he actually uh, made some nice throws and got some, you know, completions. But ever since that second quarter, they've just kind of been off uh, sync, even with the formations and stuff, trying to run in and out of the formations. So they've got some cleaning up to do here, or like you said, Homestead get this ball, and if they go down and score here at the beginning of the third quarter, that's going to be awful tough for Dwayne. Of course, tonight, as we mentioned, it's homecoming night here at Bishop Dwanger. And before the game, we had the Blackhawk helicopter that made an appearance and landed just outside the actual stadium. And then they introduced all of the flight crew as they got off the black joined uh, the officials out at midfield in a ceremony before the game and if you want to see that you can check it out because i posted it on twitter at brett rump sports we've got a video that we shot of the blackhawk helicopter making its way out here to bishop dwanger high school 
halftime, and Saints trail the Homestead Spartans 21-7. We're going to take a timeout when we return here at Shield Guild. We'll go over the first half scoring, and then we're going to get our halftime update from the studio. Matt and John getting to bring you halftime scores and, of course, uh, get you updated with everything happening in our area before we return here for second half on the campus of Bishop Dwanger High School. Again, our halftime score has Homestead leading at 21-7 to over the Bishop Dwanger Saints. You're listening to High School Football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. You're planning on remodeling your bathroom. You want something personal and unique and you want only the best quality products, which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the Custom Craftsman of City Glass. But why stop there? Why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well? There's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the City Glass Craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom. Don't worry about special sizing. They can custom size your mirror just as they would your shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass, quality glass products, a cut above the rest. Are you currently working in construction, farming, or similar jobs and looking to get into a more stable and rewarding career instead? Well, listen up. Paul Davis, the industry leader in recovery, reconstruction, and restoration, is growing and has opportunities for you to get on board and grow with them. Now hiring project managers, technicians, carpenters, and more. See for yourself why so many employees with Paul Davis of Northeast Indiana have enjoyed long-term and stable careers with plenty of opportunities for advancement. At Paul Davis, you will enjoy the family atmosphere and ever-changing work environment. You'll earn highly competitive pay and benefits. Ready to learn more? Text the word PAUL to 46862 now to discover the opportunities and apply now. Text PAUL, P-A-U-L, to 46862 to start the process on starting a rewarding career you'll be proud of with Paul Davis of Northeast Indiana, the restoration leader. Learn more and apply today. Visit whycallpaul.com or text Paul to 46862 from your phone. Paul Davis is an equal opportunity employer. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash radio, like where this ad plays. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Is that you? Who are you talking to? 82% of you will also know that I um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Yes, radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Another Friday night date night for me with the coach Shannon Griffith. We're at Fisher High School, Shields Field, and I know how excited the Saints are to be hosting games here on campus. Jason Garrett says it gives him chills and goosebumps to be able to have people come on this school campus. Of course, for homecoming, it's special. You know, they used to have to do it on someone else's school grounds to have homecoming, and you really weren't coming home. You were coming to a football game <laughs> at a different place. But, you know, in this case, Bishop Winger now hosts all the festivities, plenty of tents. There were food trucks. There was our game show. A lot has been happening here tonight. Unfortunately, it hasn't been happening with the Bishop Winger offense. No, and, and they've got to get themselves out here in the second half and get back to what they can do with Tipman and Steele. Still look to throw the football. I think the guy for them is, is Springer because I thought he good in that first quarter throwing the football has been a big problem for him up through the first three games. Right now they are introducing the homecoming court. So we're just moments away from that dramatic moment, Shannon, when we find out the king and queen. Dwanger. Well, first half, Dwanger got the kickoff, and they took 80 yards to score. It was the response by Homestead, because it seems like Homestead said, still our game. One play yeah. after the, the touchdown by Dwanger, Homestead, an 80-yard touchdown completion, ties the game, and Dwanger has just never seemed to respond from that. No, kind of a, a punch in the nose for it. That, you know, with that big down throw from Slavin to Anson, and then it just, you know, like it, air got let out of the bullet speak after that big uh, run of a tip, and so, yeah, I just, uh, it's kind of uncharacteristic of what they've been offensively, because they're really a pretty uh, defined, you know, discipline. Exactly, and i just not seeing that after the, since the first quarter. Of course, what this game means is that we could end the night possibly with only one survivor without a blemish in the SC. Bishop Lewers right now in action at home against Cordia. We've got a score of that winning up here in just a couple of minutes. But Bishop Lewers and Bishop Dwenger, the only two unbeatens in the SAC coming into play here in week number four. And the Saints right now on the short end of a 21-7 score against the Homestead Spartans. Shannon, let's go ahead and recap how our scoring went in that first half as you can do. As we continue here, the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show. Well, we started with a big bang after a big kick into the end zone, giving the Dwanger Saints the ball on the 80-yard line. Five plays, 80 yards, but it was capped off by a 58-yard TD run by Tipman, and Dwanger had an early 7-0 lead. But not to be outdone, it comes right back at 9 09. Slayton hits Anderson on 80 yard post route. The PAT was good and went at 7 to 7. Homestead strikes again with 2.10 left in the first quarter. They go on an 11 play 61 yard drive. This time, Fox from two yards out made it a 14 7 lead for Homestead. Only score in the second quarter. At with four seconds left. They were placed 51 yards. This time, Slavin hit Anderson on a foul into the left corner, 15 yards. The PAT was good. 
And Homestead has a 21-7 lead and will receive the opening kickoff as we start the third quarter. So a lot of action tonight, SAC, NEACAC, and NECC, but... I think the second most interested in seeing a final score on, and of course we're going to get the halftime update coming up in just a couple of minutes. Eastside Blazers going to Cherubusco, where this Cherubusco team, we saw them a year ago at Columbia City, and you had freshmen, you had sophomores, you had a young team. Nick Mondorf is uh, one of the real true football players. He's capable of beating in so many ways, and of course, um, the the young freshman quarterback, uh, Riley Burroughs. Uh, you know, this is a Cherubusco team that's kind of coming of age. Eastside clearly is one of the most talented teams we have in our area. I think it'll be fascinating to see how much has Cherubusco grown, just how good is this Cherubusco team at this point. Garrett, I think, was prized by Cherubusco yeah. last week. And so I think this Eastside game against Cherubusco, Busco tonight, very rigged. Yeah, and, you know, there's a dynamic player there for Eastside. Laban Davis, a very, very good quarterback, kind of similar to Jeff Becker. Uh, if you want a little bit of a comparison, we had him last year in the in the playoffs down at uh, Bluffton, and he's an incredible threat uh, for Eastside. But uh, Busco will have a tough task tonight with that Eastside. So after the game, be sure to join Darren Wright and I at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. We've got post-game scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more on the Indiana Physical Therapy post show. That's tonight, right after the games, at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut, broadcasting live here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Halftime here at Shields Field as they find out who... Queen will be on homing here at Bishop Dwanger. Right now, the Saints trail the Homestead Spartans 21-7. to We're going to send it back to the studio where John and Matt are uh, all prepared to give you a halftime scoreboard here on the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Show. And then we will come back for the full second half of action. Can't wait to bring it to you. It is high school football, and it's being presented here at halftime by Hoopy Insurance Services on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. You've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most? An insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why who Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance difference. Hoopy, H-U. UPE Insurance Services, a Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning.
conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical Owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Dealer, 450-3343. Hey, Hoosiers. Train for your dream career for free. It sounds too good to be true, but Indiana needs more workers with career skills. For a limited time, tuition-free training programs are available through Indiana's Next Level Jobs program. With more than 125 different skills and certificate options available, you're sure to find the right fit to further your career. It's free to apply, and it only takes a few minutes to begin to change your life. Visit nextleveljobs.org. Sponsored by Indiana Commission for Higher Education. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I'm Matt Klingenberger, joined here in our studio by John Graham right now. Homestead looks set to bounce back from their, from their loss last week as they lead at Bishop Dwinger at Shields Field 21-7 at the half. That's right. And Northside is leading Wayne 14 to 8 in the second. That's right, John. Uh, looks like Northside actually just scored right before halftime uh, to take a lead 14 to 8 over the Generals there. Both teams desperately searching for their first win. Also in the last minutes of the second, Lures right now is currently leading Concordia 28 to 7. Yeah, Lures just keeps on rolling along. They look to remain unbeaten. They had a scare last week at Homestead, as you heard, on our airwaves. Not so much this week against Concordia at home. Breaking news, Carroll has 34 to nothing. They're playing Northrop in the second. Yeah, Carroll started slow here. They had an interception. Jeff Becker threw an interception on, I believe, their opening drive. But they are rolling now over Northrop, who won their first game last week. Doesn't look like they'll make it two in a row. Carroll's up 34-zip. Leo has a very comfortable lead for now in the second quarter against New Haven, 44-15. Yeah, but John, Leo has been great all year, but they started slow, much like Carroll. They had a safety early in the game. New Haven was up 8 to nothing, but since then, the Lions have come roaring back, 46-15. Also, we should mention that Snyder attempted multiple times to find a team inside or outside the state to agree to play a game this weekend. As quoted by Twitter user Blitz, I guess the curse of being such a good program is that not that many teams are willing to play you on short notice. Snyder is scheduled to play their next game September 17th at Homestead. The game can be heard next Friday right here on 13 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Yeah, and John, also going on with our other scores right now, it is all East Noble out at DeKalb. 35-0 Knights over the Barons. Uh, East Noble has been airing it out all over the place. They're looking to keep pace, perhaps, with Leo in the NE8 conference. And Clemmy City... Huntington North, 28-14 to 14 at the half. Yeah, Columbia City, a little bit of a surprise. Most people thought they were big favorites in this game, but Huntington North, to their credit, hanging in there as they're tied at home. Now, the last updated score for Heritage and South South Adams is now Heritage is leading South Adams 7 to nothing. Yeah, and we should emphasize it's been a little bit since we got an update on this game. This would be a huge upset if it could happen. Heritage right now on the road at South Adams 7 to nothing as we wait uh, for further updates in that game. And as Brett Rump teased, Eastside is leading Chair Busco 7 to nothing at the in the top of the third. That's right. Their great quarterback, Laban Davis, is playing a good game so far. They're looking for a huge road win at Busco. 7 0 Eastside. Woodland is leading Bluffton 18 to 13. Did I say something about upsets? Uh, Woodland looking to perhaps pull one of the biggest upsets of the night as they lead at 18 to 13 at home. A late first half touchdown as the Warriors in front out in Woodburn. Also in the second, Garrett is leading Lakeland 15 to nothing. Yeah, Garrett's another team looking to keep pace in the NE8. They really need to win tonight to do so after losing last week against Leo. Right now, looking good for the Railroaders. Bonus score for all you baseball fans. Eh, you're not really missing much right now, so stay, you know, keep it tuned for the <laughs> football game. Right now, the Lansing Lugnuts and the Fort Wayne Tin Caps have a nothing to nothing score. With that being said, if you would like to uh, catch both games, uh, the this game is, it can be heard on 1380thefan.com, or you can stream in the app and click on 1380thefan number two. Or you could even just do both. Maybe have one up on your computer, have one up on the radio. You know, hey, I mean, it all works out just the same. We got a great second half coming up for you, folks, as uh, this has been the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on the network's 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I've been Matt Klingenberger, John Graham joining me here, and we will now get you back out to Shields Field on the other side of the break. Listen closely. I'm going to give you a name you can totally trust when it comes to work on your vehicle. Cruzy Automotive Service. I know it's tough to go to somebody you've never seen before, but trust me, I've been going to Cruzy for almost 40 years because they do it the right way. Proper diagnosis, they'll do quality work, get the car repaired right the first time, and never charge you more than you should pay for work that's done on your car at Cruzy Automotive Service. In fact, for you to experience Cruzy Automotive Service right now, I've set up this special Special, just $15.75 for a full-service oil change. That's right, $15.75 for a full-service oil change at Cruzy Automotive Service. That's K-R-U-S-E on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. Just tell them you heard this ad on 1380 The Fan, and you can get a full-service oil change for just $15.75. 489-1089, 489-1089 for Cruzy Automotive Service. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. 
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations, so it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for 40 years. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. For 25 years, Saturday mornings have been Fighting Irish Preview Time. I'm Phil Houck. Join me and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, for the silver anniversary season of Fighting Irish Preview. Silver anniversary season? That means you're old. Not exactly. Old, yes, but older and wiser. Wise analysis, wise predictions, and wise inside information. So, Saturday mornings at 10, right after Jim Shovelin and Talking Sports, tune in to Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Janet Griffith, I am Brett Rump. That is confirmed here at halftime. We are back at Shields Field where the Winger Saints will kick off to the Homestead Spartans with Homestead leading it 21-7. to Here's the kick. Left to right. The boot is away. It's deep and taken at the three. Up the hash marks. The 10, the 15. Nice seam. 25-30. And finally taken down out near the 35-yard line. It's a good return over on that far side. And I can't tell exactly who ended up with that if it was. Gage Sparrow, but Sparrow ended up with a return of about 32 yards to his own 35-yard line. It's first and now for the Homestead Spartans, lining up from the right hash. You know, trusty speed there. He probably picked up another 10 or 15 yards. Single receiver each side. It's Anderson to the left, Sparrow to the right. And actually, correction, they've added a wide receiver. Sparrow's going to be in the slot on the short side of the field to the right of quarterback Peyton Slavin. Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, and he was number 18. Play action, a roll for Slavin. He gets around the right edge, breaks containment, and as he crosses the 40, gets 
knocked out of bounds at the 41 after picking up six yards on the quarterback scramble. Yeah, there was a uh, confusion there because he turned the other way, and uh, I don't think they were all on the same page there. No, when you do play action and you hold the ball <laughs> out to fake to your running back and he went the other direction, it kind of breaks down from the very beginning. Yeah, and you can tell how well he's coached because he wasn't even really phased about it until he said, uh-oh, I'm going the wrong way. This time a slot lines up to the wide side left, and on the snap we've got flags. Probably a procedure here. It is going to be a five-yard march off on an illegal procedure called against the Homestead Sparks. Back to the 36. They'll spot the football, making it second down and nine. 11.46 left here in the third quarter. Just underway in the second half. Spartans with the second half kickoff, and they're trying to add to a two-touchdown lead over the state's number two-ranked 5A program, the Bishop-Wanger Saints. Slavin, five yards deep, takes the snap. He'll go play and he sailed it over his intended target and there's a flag in the backfield and it may be a hold. Well, he kind of took a little bit of a shot there. They're looking at the near sideline and that usually means it's Dwenger's option and it's a homestead penalty. Well, well no, you're passer. right. Yeah. You're right. They're marching it off against Bishop Dwenger and it is going to be a personal foul for roughing the passer. Yeah. And I, I think what they did was they might have hit him in the head. Well, he did you know, you made point of him not getting enough air under the ball, and that was because he was in duress. And you're right, it looked like a uh, kind of a headbutt shot and they called it that's a huge penalty they move it all the way to the dwinger side of the 50 first and 10 at the saints 49 for the spartans and the give up the middle brett fox the running back he'll just plow with a surge from his offensive line to the saints 46 three yard gain second down and seven see they're going to more of a true one back set now they still got a tight end in there but they're getting that one guy removed and with what they do offensively they can really pick on this linebacker, if he gets too nosy, they got the quick screens and the bubble screens out here. Fox struggled between the tackles in the first half. He's only 5'10", 150, just a sophomore, getting his chance due to a couple of injuries at the running back position. Here's the option, Slavin the keeper. Nice seam coming off the left tackle. He'll get to the 41, and that'll be about a yard and a half shy of the first down. But good job that time, and, and that's one of the things you have to have when the quarterback runs that option when they bring it to the uh, just off tackle no indecisiveness he saw right. the gap and he shot it well and they're running that option where they got the numbers on them and they got a great seal and he was out there with nobody really to option and did a great job of tucking and running now third and two Third down two from the Saints, 41. Spartans from the left hash, slot to the right. Single back, Fox the kick.
Gary. Nice hole right up the middle that time for Fox. He plows to the 35-yard line, a six-yard gain, and a Homestead Spartans first down. Don't know if that's an adjustment yeah. to what they're doing as far as the blocking up front, but that time, a good push by the Homestead offensive line gets positive yardage for Brett Fox. Yeah, well, see, it doesn't muddy up the box. When you get a, oh, another receiver out there, they have to remove a guy, gets him a little bit what we call light in the box, and so there you get a hat on a hat, and it's a good adjustment by Coach Skelton, the offensive staff, recognizing that. Took the tight end out and put an extra slot in. And again, the handoff. Fox up the middle. Again, Homestead with a nice push. And Fox with a gain of about three yards to the 32. It'll be second and seven. Nine and a half minutes left here in the third quarter. Spartans trying to take the second half kickoff and add to a two-touchdown lead. Yeah, and this is a critical drive for Bishop DeWanger. Don't really want to give them points because it's going to be a big enough hole as it is. From the left hash, shotgun snap right down at the feet of Slavin. He handles it, throws it, and it was almost picked off or had a chance to be, but instead to weigh incomplete. That all started on the snap. As you said, it threw off the timing, and that's one of those things when you throw it late, you got a chance to have it picked. It's now third down and seven. St. Defense trying to get a third down stop in what might be four down territory for the Homestead Spartans. Probably too far to try a field goal. They missed a 42-yard attempt earlier. If they tried to kick it from here, it would be about a 50-yard try. Really taking their time here, so they're going to have to hurry up. They Play clock down six. to five. They haven't lined up. Down to four, down to three. They get in position with two, with one, and the ball snapped at zero, but they are going to throw the flag for procedure. And they call procedure, not a delay. So a five-yard march off, and now the Saints have to feel good about the position they're in because it may even take out the idea of four down, correct? Four down, uh, trying forward here. Well, here you got two plays to get it. If he can get a good, you know, I think you got to move from here. You're third and twelve yeah. at the Saints' 37. You get it to third and five or four, you got a chance. Or fourth and four. I'm sorry. From the last, Slavin, the drop, he'll throw, big cushion on the right side, and the receiver goes down and makes a catch. Yeah, you can't. Oxier, the catch out there on the far right side, and so uh, it will be, just like you said, Shannon, it's going to be a fourth down, about two to go, as they'll put up the 27-yard line. They need to cross inside the 25 for the first. Yeah, that was a good route, a little late, did a good job of catching the football, but again, Dwanger, because they're working about getting ran by they're playing so soft there tighten up a little bit but that's now giving them a chance to go forward here on fourth and two Blake locked down to 10 homestead breaks a semi hull as they all were looking at the sideline fourth down two from the 27 and they will go with an option slip in the fake handoff and he gets around the edge broke commit down the sideline he's inside the 15 yard line that's a first down he picks up 12, and the Spartans convert on fourth and two. They take the handoff up the middle to Brox, and a job by Slavin. That's yeah. that's an option play, that RPO we yeah. hear so much about. And he saw the, uh, the end. 
and dive in and Slavin keeper and he got around the right edge and down the sideline for first down yards. Yeah, how they how they mocked that is the right tackle basically let the end go and he went up for the outside linebacker so they had a hat for a hat and got the great read by Slavin there. Slavin will to the left. He's going to throw and cut at the eight-yard line. It's Anderson to the six. Nine yards on that little pitch and catch between Peyton Slavin and Nate Anderson, the senior. Western Michigan, I believe, is yes, sir. going to be his home up in Kalamazoo. He's already committed. Yeah, they wrapped him up pretty much last uh, end of last season. From the six, second down and one. Spartans from the left hash, already leading at 21 to seven. Single back, Fox, he gets the handoff, puts down the pads, and then just keeps the legs churning to get inside the five to about the three, where it will be a first and goal for Homestead. I tell you, another thing with Peyton Slavin tonight and after last week's game, you know, he had an incredible game last week, but he's even duplicating it this week. He's made it some nice plays, throws, and runs. Exactly what the Spartans wanted to do with this second-half possession. They scored late in the first half to go up two touchdowns. Now they got a chance to go up three touchdowns. We're almost midway through the third quarter. From the three, it is a handoff. Fox dives, Bumble. and the ball comes popping out. It's recovered by Homestead at the five-yard line. Or did oh. they call him down? They wow. said he was down. Wow. I'm not well, sure he was. What, what he did, he dove over the lineman and stretched the football out. And if the football came down on the turf and bounced away... Yeah, that was out before he hit the ground. So that was kind of a gift because but, they got it about, what, the one and a half? Yeah, they set the ball inside the two. It is second down and goal for the Spartans from the left hash. Single coverage on wideouts each side. Hard count for Slavin as he gets under center. Wing to the left of the formation. Fox, the lone running back. Slavin, quarterback, keeper on the sneak. He tries to get the push. Did he get in? Yes, touchdown on the quarterback sneak. Peyton Slavin takes it in. And the Homestead Spartans extend the lead over Bishop Dwinger to 27 to 7. Yeah, that was kind of a rugby scrum that he ended up popping out of. Spartans will try to add the extra point, and again, I don't want to jinx him, so I'll keep saying it, that Jarrett hasn't missed an extra point this year. 20 for 20 on extra points. And the kick is up, and the kick is good. 21 for 21 now for Cameron Jarrett on extra points for the Homestead Spartans. Just about halfway through the third quarter, 6.02 on the clock, and the Homestead Spartans now lead it over the Bishop Dwanger Saints, 28-7 on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. With 6.02 remaining here in the third quarter, Mishdwinger's playbook is probably shrinking significantly because you can take a lot of plays out of it. They've got to start scoring some points in bunches. They trail it 28-7. to Now to the Homestead Spartans, who will kick off. Yeah, I was concerned that if Spartans got up the way they did, it would force the winger into things they don't like to do. Here is the kick, and a surprise, it's into the end zone for a touchback. That is also something that the Spartans do effectively in their two-kicker system. The deep kicker, Carter Dixon, and the, uh, the short, accurate kicker is uh, Cameron Jarrett, and that time Dixon drills it into the end zone, and again, it forces Dwenger to start from their own 20, trailing by 21 points. Yeah, the strong leg is not a line drive shot. It's a uh, kick that gets great heights, so the coverage team can get down there if need be, but it's ten, five yards deep in the end zone. Spread formation for the Saints. Three receivers right, one receiver left, and they will try the give to the running back. Tipman bounced it outside and got positive yardage across the 25 to the 26. Six yards, K.J. Timpin. Timpin was very effective in that very first drive of the game that resulted in the touchdown for Bishop Dwanger, but then he went silent the rest of the half. Yeah, and same thing here. I mean, Dwanger's going to be better spreading it to get light, you know, get Homestead a little bit lighter in the box for them to run it. Second down and four from their own 26, left hash, two receivers wide each side. Again, Tipman up the middle, kind of dances through traffic and falls forward to the 29-yard line after picking up three. It'll be a third down and one. I tell you, Joe Eddy, the center for Bishop DeWanger, has a tough assignment tonight. Everybody lines up tight, and a quarterback sneak. And I believe it's Springer that's out there, and Springer, if he got it, just barely got the football across the 30. But he did, and it's a first down for the Bishop Dwanger Saints. Yeah, that's... Uh much-needed first down. Springer started the game. He played the first quarter, and then we saw Bodie Dickerson in the second quarter. Springer now starts here in the second half. Unfortunately for him, he doesn't get a possession until half of the time in the third quarter's already elapsed. Spartans at a six-minute drive. Trips to the right, one to the left, and again, it's the give. Nice hole up the middle, Tipman, bouncing it out to the sideline. Beats one, and finally taken down as he crosses the 50 to the Spartans' 49-yard line. 21 yards on the carry, K.J. Tipman. Yeah, again, spread him out, and gives him plenty of room to operate. They run like a little inside power game, and I like the Tipman kid. He's scrappy, and he's got some quicks. 
Clock continues to run, though. We're down to 420. Again, Tipman bouncing it out to the left sideline. Puts down the pads and rumbles forward right through a tackler inside the 45. Down to the 42. That's seven yards on a first down carry for K.J. Tipman, who's come to life here in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, and he again, he runs with great pad level. Even when he goes down to give that type of collision, he still turns about another three to four yards. So tough, tough runner. Good-sized guy, too, for running back. 6-1-208. Here comes the blitz, and Tipman breaks through the seam, and boy, did Homestead get a break. Tipman still carries it to the 37, picks up about four or five yards. But uh, that had to be the guy to make the tackle uh, for the Spartans. Yeah, and Tipman's <laughs> he's getting a little winded here, and... Uh, you know, he's had some chunk yardage here the last couple of plays. Got our lights off. Now I can't read the score sheet. <laughs> Shotgun play action. Dropping. Going deep ball. Near sideline. He underthrew it, and it's picked off near the goal line. Springer underthrew it. Trying to go to Rocco Sioka. The Spartans defender played the inside and inside Sioka on the sideline fly route. It was an easy interception, and the Spartans get it at their own one-yard line, and that ends a Bishop Dwinger drive that started with promise, but then they tried to catch the Spartans by surprise, and with great discipline, the Homestead defense did not get caught off guard. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like the concept of trying to get the ball to... Rocco there in space, but I wish they would have kind of threw it a little bit more underneath and still kept the drive alive, but uh, bad thing for the Spartans, they take over at the one. So from their own one-yard line, Spartans offense with Peyton Slavin at quarterback, they will bring the wing into the formation. With a single running back, the sophomore, Brett Fox. And they'll go with play action. Slavin from the end zone. Throwing deep, man-to-man -man downfield. And probably a break for Slavin that it's incomplete. That was O'Keefe running man-to-man -man with the wideout. And I believe Gage Sparrow might have been the target on that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I know they went with Sparrow there for the one-on-one. -on -one, but, boy, they had the look down here in the boundary with Nate Anderson. And I'll take that matchup against the, uh, down here at the bottom. So it is second down and 10. Spartans stuck at their own one-yard line. Shotgun for Slavin. And he'll give it up the middle. Nice hole for Fox. He crosses the five and gets some breathing space to almost the seven-yard line. Well, at this point, they can continue to try to go for it. I was going to say, Shannon, if they fail on another play, have you ever thought about pooch kicking it or, or kicking it on third down just to get out of that end? Yeah, and I have not done that, but I have seen it done before. Um, you know, the one thing that we haven't seen from Homestead this year is their quick kick with the quarterback in there. So maybe that's not in their playbook anymore. Third and four from their own seven. 
Drawbacks, Slavin in the pocket. We'll throw a wide receiver screen. Anderson to catch at the five, and he's hit immediately at the six. He actually loses a yard. Of course, you got to kind of curl into the backfield to make the catch. And if you don't pick up the block, the defender just right. trails you right into the backfield. And down goes Anderson for a one-yard loss at the six. It'll bring up fourth down. And Homestead's going to have to punt from their own end zone. Well, they got Dwanger defense did what they needed to do here and get a three and out. And like you said, the play call there wasn't the greatest from the standpoint they anticipated Bishop Dwanger bringing a blitz. Good snap. Dixon oh. just gets it away. Carter Dixon had the pressure coming. It bounces at the 45. Scooped on a hop at the 50 by O'Keefe. Now he oh, weaves between the hash marks. Breaks away from the tackle. 55-20. Far sideline. 10. Five. O'Keefe is into the end zone. Touchdown. A 50-yard return. But there's a flag out at about the 23-yard line, and this one's coming back. What a great uh yeah. You know, and that, you know, he weaved from the left to the right and then back to the left. And, you know, the problem with that is when uh, one of his teammates sets a block, you've got the defender first going off one shoulder, then trying to go the other direction. And you just get your hands caught in the wrong place. And out comes the flag. So it's a hold that's going to be marched from the 23-yard line, roughly, bringing it out to which should be about the 33-yard line where the Saints will start first and 10 in Homestead territory. The official that threw that was on the opposite side from where the return was. About threw his arm out throwing the flag. And watching the replay there, man, I'm not sure that was a warranted call taking a touchdown away from the Saints there. Minute 45 left, third quarter. Saints down 28-7. to Hand off to Tipman, hit at the line of scrimmage, falling forward to the 31 after picking up two. But Homestead stuffs up the middle, and the part of that is their nose tackle. Yeah. They have got a big fella. Yeah, their nose tackle is Jonathan Waddell, who is 6'6", 380. Yeah, against that the center from uh, Dwanger, he's going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah, it goes all of 194 pounds, about half the size. Here's a little screen pass in the backfield. Tipman avoids wow. one, avoids two, and now he's to the 21-yard line. In fact, they'll give him the 20. What work by K.J. Tipman. Made the catch about two or three yards deep in the backfield, and then just, again, like O'Keefe, just kind of weaved his way right around defenders who whiffed on tackles. That'll be something that hit the video room, I'm sure, this week for Homestead. They missed one, two, three tackles. <laughs> yeah, it was a good play call there. Got him in an, an aggressive rush. and Play action. Here comes pressure, and Springer, a nice job to avoid it, then tries to dump the pass underneath. It's short and incomplete. I tell you, at that time, you know, K.J. Tetman's been running the ball, doing a lot of different things, and on that play there... They made a heck of a block with the guy coming off the edge. Yeah, and Springer did a nice job of stepping up, letting the the block take place, and then rolling to the right to create some space to throw it. He tried to find Carter Minix, but now it's second down and 10 at the 20-yard line. And that was Steele. He's in there for Tittman. Shotgun for Springer. 
He'll drop, throw, right sideline. There's space for Sioka, and he'll make an easy catch with about a five-yard cushion. Sioka, the toe tap out of bounds at the 14-yard line. So it'll be third down, about three or four to go. Yeah, we're definitely in uh, probably four-down territory with about 41 seconds left here. Third quarter, 28-7. to seven. Saints trying to chip away at the 21-point Homestead lead in the red zone. Third down. They're at the 13. They need the 10. Again, the throw out to the left side. Going up O'Keefe, and he couldn't get it. Ball a little high and behind him, and it slipped through the fingers. And it will bring up now a fourth down and three. Well, I almost feel like, Shannon, if Dwenger's got any hopes in this football game, this might be the play right here. They've got to convert this fourth down. They yeah. can't give the ball back to Homestead as we turn the page from the third quarter into the fourth quarter. And now we got a new quarterback in the game. Well, it's Sam Campbell, and that means they'll go with the power formation. Two backs behind Campbell. Campbell under oh, center, there. and they'll roll out with Campbell. Here comes the pressure. Campbell throws late, tried to get it to Tipman, and instead it's incomplete. And Tipman just missed that one. Ball was a little high. Tipman reached up, and it went through. And now you've got Campbell, who's down after the play, and he is injured, rolling around at the 23-yard line. Yeah, it was a broken play. I'm not even sure that was the oh, the the type of play. And he kind of got a high-low there, kind of got bent back, and he's down. And the trainer's checking on him at the 23-yard line. But it does turn it over on downs to the Homestead Spartans offense. So while they check on Sam Campbell, we'll take a timeout. There's 32.2 seconds left in quarter number three here at Shields Field, Bishop Dwenger High School. Saints trail the Homestead Spartans 28-7 on the high school football game of the week. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In season or out of season, the EDGE program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the EDGE is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one -on -one consultation and become more with the EDGE. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Sam Campbell, the third Bishop Dwinger quarterback that's seen action here tonight, came in for that fourth down play. And as you said, Shannon, he got high load. And uh, one from behind, one from in front, and... Uh, he just got sandwiched in the middle, and so he will slowly work his way over to the near sideline, but he is up and walking under his own power. That's good to see. Yeah, and it uh, looks like he may have just kind of got hit in the in the head a little bit. And yeah, He might think it's Tuesday, but he's, <laughs> he's made it over to the sideline. Yeah. And uh, the trainers are going to do uh, some checking on him, I'm sure. You know, those kind of plays... 
they uh, they don't take lightly. They they want to check, make sure there's no concussion symptoms or sign of any kind of head trauma before they allow him to re-enter the game. Yeah. So the Spartans will start first and 10 after the fourth down stop. They're at their own 13 and a half yard line and they lead it 28 to 7. About half a minute left here in the third quarter. Slavin gives to Fox. He'll bounce it wide. Going to get the edge? No. He's pursued and pulled down before he can turn the corner at the 11-yard line. Just a determined play by the Dwanger defender over on that far side, and it's a loss of about a yard and a half. Second down, we'll call it 12. Yeah, Gavin Groves there made a nice play and another negative yardage play for the Saint defense, and they're just going to let the clock run out here, and we're going to move to the fourth. That does it for quarter number three, and the Homestead Spartans leading it 28-7 to over the Bishop Dwanger Saints. You're listening to the high school football game week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team. If any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code CALEB200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with bet MGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code CALEB200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. Nothing beats a W at BetMGM. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Indiana only. Must be 21 or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. With the coach, Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. We hit the fourth quarter here at Bishop Dwanger with the Saints trailing Homestead 28-7. to Homestead with the football, second down and 12. They're at their own 11-yard line. The Saints have just not found the answers offensively. They've tried multiple formations, multiple personnel packages, and they just have not been able to consistently move the football. And earlier this half, they did have a drive that got across midfield, but then they went for the home run, threw it short, and it was intercepted. Yeah, they've had a couple chances to get back in it. Shotgun snap for Homestead's Peyton Slavin. He gets the snap, hands it off, and Brett Fox again has no running room. He goes down, losing a yard at the 10. Homestead going backwards after taking over following the fourth down stop, and now it is third down, 13 to go from their own 10. 10-yard line, 20 seconds into the fourth quarter. Yeah, after Dwinger's defense has done quite quite a pretty good job here, and now they put Tipman in as a rusher. Spartans leading at 28 to 7. 
Drop back, pocket, slave it. Going down deep oh left sideline. Got a man who's got a step, oh, and it's caught it. on the fly. He in and out of the hands, and was that Anderson? Yes, it was. And Got oh a my. step on his man and uh, dropped into the breadbasket oh. perfectly by Peyton Slavin, and that is something you're not going to see very often, oh is my. Nate Anderson dropping what could have been another long touchdown play for the Spartans. Yeah, and he... He had two. It was a great throw by Slavin. Great throw. Threw it up nice and high, and Anderson ran under it, but he just took his eye off of it just too quick because I think he knew he catches it. It's uh, and And it landed touchdown. literally right into his hands oh, at yeah. about chest to waist high. Oh. Here's the punt. High kick, and it's drifting toward this near sideline. Hits in Dwenger territory. It's going to be down quickly by Homestead at the Saints 44. But that's, I mean, that's a pretty good kick. That's a 46-yard boot under some duress and near the sideline, about five yards deep into the backfield. Yeah, the, looks like an illegal motion. Yeah, Dwinger has come close to blocking the last two punts by Homestead because the punter is a little bit uh, slow. And Coach Garrett says, you know, that kind of kick, I'm going to let him try again. Yeah, well, they've almost blocked the last two, so. Moving him back. This will set it to the five-yard line, and that means that Dixon is going to have to stand within about a yard of the back line of the end zone to get this snap, and it's pressure on the long snapper, it's pressure on Dixon, and it's pressure on your line. Yeah, and it's going to be one of those things that you're also going to get, you know, potentially better field position and maybe a return here. I'd get your return guy up a little bit more. Dixon has about a two-yard cushion behind him. Wow, the snap is line. good. Here comes pressure, but the Dixon gets it away, and he gets nothing like the last kick. A oh. short kick near sideline, and it's going to bounce out of bounds near the 35. Well, so I, you go from a 50-yard kick to a 30-yard kick, and the Saints will get it first and 10 at the Homestead 35. Correction, about the 34. Shannon Twanger uh, doesn't have much time and needs to strike quickly. Yep. That is not their that's not their strength. That's not right. what they want to be in. They don't want to be in that position. Right. It's, they're like you said, they're kind of a specialty team because they like to run it, control the ball, get up on people, but when they get down and have to throw it, it's not their style. 28 to 7 Homestead 1101 left and here's the Saints with the ball and before we got a snap, we've got whistles. Yeah, there's going to be an offsides here on uh, Homestead the nose guard got a little quick there on his get off. To the 29, the ball's marched off. It's now first down and five. Saints are on the left hash. Franklin got too quick there. And it is still Springer who is in there as the quarterback. So we saw both Springer and Dickerson in the first half. We've seen Sam Campbell come in a couple of times at quarterback in running situations. Here's the handoff. Tipman's going to bounce it to the left. And he just barely starts to turn the corner before he runs out of real estate. Gets knocked out of bounds near the 26. That's only a gain of three. He needed five, so it's second down and two. 
Yeah, he's a good-looking kid, like you said, and the perfect size for a tailback. He's a load, and he runs with great pad level. One receiver to the left, two to the right. Ball's on the left hash. Tipman the lone back, and Tipman the carry. And he tries to follow the left guard and gets hit and stood up right at the line of scrimmage. That's no gain at the 26. It's going to bring up a third down and two. And I don't know if that flag got tossed in the secondary, but there was a little late push and shove. And one of the Spartans' defenders went down. Yeah. No harm, no foul. So we line up with a third down, a short two. Yeah, Pearson really got away with one there. From the left hash, Tipman the lone back, two receivers right, one receiver left, shotgun for Evan Springer, the senior quarterback. Down to 9.50 in the clock running. Spartans leading at 28-7. Saints third and two. Play action, throw near sideline. Ball's caught by O'Keefe. He slips away from one, slips away from two. Now slips away from three as Marcus comes over to try to wrap him. But Homestead not hitting. They're just grabbing with yeah. arms. And O'Keefe right through the arm tackles. Finally went out of bounds, but it will be a first and goal. No yeah. correction. They're going to say he's out at the 11. So it's actually first and 10 from the 11-yard line. Yeah. You're right with the tackling. Pitch play. They'll go to short side of the field. Tipman lost it, just bounced it off his knee and out of bounds. So he had made the catch on the pitch, but as he went to kind of tuck it, the ball slipped through his hands, bounced off his leg and out of bounds at the 14-yard line. It's a loss of three. Second down. Now we call it a loss of maybe two and a half. So it's second down, about 12 and a half, 13 to go. Two receivers right, one to the left, play action, drop, throwing it on the fade, far right corner of the end zone, jump ball, Sioka up and he makes the catch, touchdown, Rocco Sioka. It's his second touchdown reception of the season, and you take advantage of the six-foot-six-inch wideout in a one-on-one -on -one situation, and a beautiful throw by Springer makes it 28-13 to with 9.27 left. Well, you said it was a great throw, and Sioka went up there and got it. Really, literally, it was a jump ball. Yeah. He didn't throw it all the way over the top and have Sioka go to the far pylon. He just lobbed it toward the corner and let Sioka jump up and go over the defender to make the catch. Here's the extra point try. Belanda's kick is up and good. 28-14, 9-27 still remaining here at Shields Field as the Saints trying to stay close enough to make it interesting down the stretch. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Have you heard? Pizza Hut has Detroit-style pizza, and it's so good. The Pizza Hut Detroit-style pizza is a rectangular deep dish pizza with a crispy cheesy crust edge layered with toppings and cheese all the way to the edge and finished with a premium diced tomato 
sauce on top. Mmm. You can create your own Detroit-style pizza or get a meaty deluxe, double pepperoni, or supremo. Pair the Detroit-style pizza with all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. Now, that's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Nine minutes, 27 seconds still to play here at Shields Field on the campus. Is uh, Bishop Dwinger High School at the corner of Clinton and Washington Center. And the Homestead Spartans 28, Dwinger now 14. Saints have closed to within two touchdowns. And Homestead obviously leery of the possibility of an onside kick. And the Saints will kick it deep. And it's going to hang in the air. Taking on the run at the 10, 20, Anderson. 25, 30. He's Cross gone. midfield, one man to beat. There goes Anderson. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Homestead Spartans. It's Nate Anderson on a 90-yard kickoff return. And both Bishop Dwinger scores tonight have been answered by Homestead and Nate Anderson. The first one back in the beginning of the game in the first quarter was a Slavin to Anderson 80-yard touchdown pass on the post route, the very first play of the drive following the touchdown. And this time, Dwinger scores, tries to give their faithful some hope, and Homestead dashes it, courtesy of Nate Anderson, the senior wideout. Yeah, that was uh, well blocked, and his speed is... Uh not sure exactly what happened. I think the Saints got caught with too many people in the field. The extra point is up and good. But two Saints, <laughs> I, I don't think you can go go to your bench by running out the back of the end zone. Yeah. Two Saints ran out the back of the end zone, almost somersaulting. They were running so hard to get off the field. And again, Saints personnel a little confused. We've seen that happen two or three times tonight. Yeah. Well. But the extra point is good by Jarrett, and he remains perfect on the year. Now 22 for 22, and that makes it 35 to 14. Spartans leading it over the Saints, and uh, that's just crushing, Shannon. Yeah. I mean, the Saints, two touchdowns tonight, and within 11 seconds, both times, the Spartans have an answer. Yeah, and, you know, those are the things that are just so difficult to overcome, and we saw that in the first half because after that, like you said, the the, the air was kind of let out of the balloon. Now they come back, they get themselves within two scores, only to have Anderson take one back on them for 90 yards, and that's just, uh, you know, very, very difficult to overcome as a team. And, uh, you know, just the execution of the return. Anderson lined up the kick and then caught it on a full oh, yeah. sprint. <laughs> I mean, you know, it looked like the ball might bounce in front of him, and he went on this full sprint like, uh, you know, he'd heard the gun and he was in the starting blocks at the goal line, came shooting up the middle of the field, caught it on the run, and by the time he caught up with the rest of his teammates around the 20-25 yard line, he had already had a seam to run through, and I think you saw it even before I did, that once he hit the seam... Um, 
he exploded and was gone. Well, we are going to, I'm not I guess, quite, I'm not sure what happened, but we're going to kick the extra point again. Yeah, I'm not. And the first one, I'm quite sure, went through, and the penalty was against Wenger. So I don't know if Homestead declined it. I'm not sure what happened. Well, they didn't mark it off either. And he, and he hits the upright. He hits the left upright, so 21 of 22. And he is no longer perfect. And now it's 34 to 14, not 35 to 14. So for those of you that had quick fingers tweeting 35-14, we got you. Yeah. Delete, 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 right? Yeah. Well, you, well that's the thing. You can't edit a, edit a tweet. you got to go ahead and delete it and retype it over. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure what the, what all the scenario there was that made them have to reattempt a yeah. extra point on a defensive foul. And then you hate it for the kid because he's been perfect yeah. to come out now and hit the upright. I mean, no, that's kind of... No explanation. Of course, the officials are not mic'd up. That's kind of hardcore. <laughs> Poor kid. And you could tell he was, it affected him too by his reaction on the field and he takes it seriously. So now it's teed up to be kicked off, not by Jarrett, but by Carter Dixon. And Dixon has shown us quite the leg tonight, drilling almost every kickoff in the end zone. Oh my, look at that kick. And that one, back, 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 and it's finally taken by O'Keefe, about seven yards deep in the end zone. Another touchback for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. He gets as good a height as I've seen out of a high school kicker because because that's the one thing that at the next level that is critically important. One, you, if you can get it in the end zone, which he would at the college level, because five yards is not going to make a difference. But the height of the kick, at least if he doesn't get to the end zone, he's got time for the uh, coverage team to get down the field. Now that is definitely a college leg and really close to being almost an NFL leg. <laughs> Handoff, Tipman trying to bounce around the left end, and he's wow. wrapped up and literally thrown down. Good play made for Homestead. Matt and Miller. Matt Miller. Yeah, it was Matt Miller, the 6'2", 250-pound defensive lineman who uh, beat Tipman to the edge and then wrapped him and tossed him to the turf back at the 17. That's a loss of three. Second down, 13. We're under 8.50 to play. Homestead, 34, Dwanger, 14. Four wide in the formation for the left hash. Drop back Springer. He's going to go to the far sideline. The catch made by Sioka at the 25. And then Sioka puts down the pads and plows out to about the 28 or 29. Still a yard or two short of what he needs for a first down. So it will bring up a third down and short. A yard to go for the Bishop Dwinger Saints at their own 29. Yeah, Homestead now in the secondary can be very conservative in their approach to coverage with the lead that they have. From the right hash, trip receivers to the left, one to the right is Sioka, and the snap. Oh Here my. goes a keeper, and that's going nowhere. You know, when the running back who's supposed to lead you misses his block, that's trouble, and Springer goes down for a loss of about four yards back to the 25. And Homestead just busted in from the edge, and you know they're going to call him for a face mask. Yeah, I'm not And sure. he's not happy about it. It was Schultz, I think, that came in and made the play.
play. Well, Max Schultz, senior linebacker, I thought he made a good play, but they are going to march off 15 yards against the Spartans and give Bishop Dwanger a first down out at the 39-yard line. Yeah, I'm looking at the replay here, and I'm not quite sure who he threw it on because uh, it had to be away from the play. Well, did he... Uh, did he get the hand up and face mask the block? Is that why the block whiffed? Maybe. Drop back in the pocket Springer. Throws over the middle nice in traffic, throw. but he gets it in there in a very tight window and a good catch made by the tight end at the Homestead 43, and he paid the price for it. Yeah, he did. and He got he that, got hit hard. That, that That's was, uh, Stellan Rustin. Yeah, and uh, a nice, nice throw. Springer fitting it in there. And uh, verging. Drop back, pressure coming. They'll set up the screen, and it's tipped at the line of scrimmage incomplete. And it'll be a second down and 10 at the 43 of Homestead. Dwenger the football, but the Saints trail by 20 with 7.27 left. Yeah, that was a, a good play by Homestead's defensive line, recognizing it, getting their hands up, and they got the ball tipped. Clock is stopped. Saints at the Spartan 43. Shotgun, Springer, dropping in the pocket, has time, can't find anybody. Now he tucks it, scrambles to the right, and he'll throw late at the 28-yard line, and a catch is made. Nice catch, sliding down and getting it. That was Rustin again, the tight end. And I tell you, this this was close for for Springer being beyond the line of scrimmage. He did a great job avoiding the rush, getting to the line of scrimmage, but not crossing it. And he completes it for a first down at the 28. Handoff up the middle. Tipman will drag a tackler inside the 25. Yeah, and they really need to I really try to get the two-minute offense going here. It's under seven minutes to play. That was a game of about three, second down and seven from just inside the right hash. Sioka wide to the right, O'Keefe wide to the left, a slot on each side, Springer drops, throws, oh, post route wow. over the middle, and another one in traffic that is caught. I think that was Rocco. I think that is Sioka. He's hurt too. He probably got the wind knocked out of him. Mean, what a throw by Springer, though. You're talking about fitting it in a window. He fitted this in between the safety corner and the backer underneath. My, oh, my. First and goal from the three, handoff up the middle, and it's Tipman trying to find the end zone. He gets held up short inside the one. That'll bring up a second and goal. Still 6.18 left. First, remember, the Saints, on both of their previous two touchdowns, got scored on with 11 seconds by the Spartans. On the oh. snap, you've got a flag and whistles. And did someone for Bishop Dwenger jump, or is it going to be an offside call against the Spartans? Yeah, it's offside. offside. So, so Homestead lining up in that goal line defense, bringing up the extra linemen, and they just got too close. So half the distance from inside the one is even more inside the one. <laughs> and you got the clock running, so down to six minutes left as the Saints set up on this second and goal from a foot away. High formation. 
Direct snap to Springer. He'll give to the fullback. First man through. Diving in and touchdown, Bishop Dwinger. And once again, the Saints won't go away. They're down two touchdowns, 34 to 20. And they're going to try for an extra point. Yeah, Tittman got it in there from the fullback position from one yard out. And looks like they're <clears throat> going to line up for PAT here. You're going to be down two scores, even if you go for two. So, yeah, that's don't matter. Right. Here's the snap. It's good. The set and Melanda's kick is up and good. And it's 34 to 21. 551 left. Can we keep our string going of instant classics? Still a lot to be decided in this one. We'll come back. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. We are just minutes away from sending it to the Pine Valley Pizza Hut where Darren Wright is standing by. They'll have your scoreboard tonight on the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show. I'll be joining Darren as soon as I can get out of Bishop Twanger. <laughs> And uh, we'll be out there until 11 o'clock, so make sure you spend some time with us getting a, a full scoreboard update, coaches' interviews, and more right after this one's over. Well, we're going to have an onside kick here with 5.51 left, 34-21. to 21. And Coach Garrett and staff have done some math, and they've decided they got to go for the onside kick. So here we go. It'll be Joe Belanda kicking it, and it's a good onside kick, yep. but a nice job. Stayed in the air too long, and it was taken on the first hop. And, you know, you don't usually see the good hands team include a guy who wears number 51. <laughs> but uh, but that's who made the play for the Homestead Spartans. And uh, giving credit where credit is due, that is Tyler Litwinko. Well, that... Uh that was a great decision by him. He didn't waste any time. You know, like to well, see another, another hop in there because yeah. he got a little bit too much uh, speed on it. I mean, he had that end-to-end -end action, but it took one right. fairly long, high hop, and it just happened to get all the way to Latwinka where he could catch it in the air. So first and 10 for the Spartans at the 48-yard line, leading by 13. And they will hand it to Fox. Fox will get piled up on in the backfield. He'll lose a couple yards. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that other than that third quarter where they found some running room has been uh, taken away from them again by this scrappy defense from Bishop DeWanger. Max Schultz is coming in. 
which means they'll add basically Schultz as kind of a tight end type wing into this formation. So they'll be in a running formation. Plus, they're not in a big hurry, and I'm sure Slavin's been instructed to take the clock down as far as he can. Anderson and Sparrow, the two wideouts, both on the right side, and the handoff to Fox on, in the middle of the field, and he'll gain maybe, well, not even a yard. They're going to say he just got back to the line of scrimmage, and they'll put it right back down at the 47, where it's going to be third down and 11. And Bishop DeWanger just took a timeout here to 457 left. So what the, the Saints have to hope for now after using the timeout is they can get a third down stop on this third and 11 play. And Well, after what happened last week, Shannon, got to ask, do the Spartans dare throw the football? Well, I don't, I wouldn't because you want to either A, make them eat their timeouts because th that helps their uh, Homestead's defense. But again, that's me. And in these situations, that's what I would do. I'd keep the ball on the ground and not give Dwanger any hope of getting uh, any great field position. Well, you have to remember when I referenced last week, Spartans were in a situation yeah. last week when they were up a single touchdown, and it looked like they were in position to maybe make it a two-score game. And uh, they decided to throw on yeah. third down. And you said at the time you think you would have just run the football and tried for the field goal. And so how much gamble does Coach Zolman have here? Because you're sure that Dwenger is going to load the box assuming that Homestead's going to run. Gonna it's going to bring man-to-man -man coverage on the run. outside. They're going to run sprint out to the top. Shotgun Slavin, and he sprints out to the left. There's a throw far sideline, and it's caught first down. Right along the far sideline, caught at the 40, inside the 35, and you might have a face mask on top of it. And I think is that Sparrow that made the catch. I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was I think it was Sparrow. Trying to see if that is Anderson or Sparrow because those two, I mean, they're so good at, at catching the ball with their hands and moving so quickly. You know, some guys have to have it into their chest before you see the legs go. And with yeah, Anderson and Sparrow, the ball touches their fingers and the legs are already in work are in working order. And yeah. That's what we saw that time. Nice little pitch and catch and a beautiful throw on target for Peyton Slavin. That'll be one that he'll, yeah. he won't have nightmares about this week. He'll have good dreams about yeah, that pass. But, and that was Anderson on the route and the catch. So from the left hash, first and 10, Spartans just 444 to play. Fox the handoff, and again, the defense swarms Fox at the 25 after he gained a yard. And now DeWanger's going to take another timeout. Trying to conserve as much time as they can here. Well, I'm sure what they're trying to do is get stops on first and second down, force third and long, and hope that Homestead helps them by throwing an incompletion or something. And right now, Homestead, probably about their limits of a field goal range. I think they can kick it, you know, up to maybe, they tried it from 42 in the right. first half, which is about where they're at right now at the 25. It would be a 42-yard attempt, but this will be the opposite end of the field. Right. And uh, I, I, I would more. imagine they'd want another three or four yeah. yards to feel comfortable. The problem is when you get the longer distance, the trajectory of the 
kick goes a little lower, it's got to be more of a line drive. Right. And it's more likely to be blocked, and you don't want to have something blocked and return for a touchdown, and then all of a sudden it's a one-score game facing an onside kick. So it'll be interesting because on fourth down, they might even just go for it. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, with the being up that, you know, a field goal's not going to do scores. much for you. You're right. But you just brought up every nightmare that I have yeah. when you get in these situations because you brought up field goal, you think bad snap, block, and goes for touchdown, you know, all those things that run through your mind. So Homestead lines up second and nine from the Saints 25. Spartans leading 34 to 21. Low snap again. Slavin handles it. Gives it to Fox right up the middle. Good push by the offensive line. And Fox takes it inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Yeah, and that was the probably one of the best pushes up front we've seen here in the second half from the Homestead offensive line there. Now third down and four, and Homestead is going to just let the play clock go all the way down as far as they can, and Dwanger is not taking the timeout with a third and four situation. Part of that is they probably expect Homestead will run, and they may need to take the timeout to make them either decide after to go the for third it. down. Right. Yeah, right. make them decide to go for it or kick it. 3:58, 3:57. It'll be down to about 3:52 on the snap. Man in motion, Sparrow. They'll oh, nice. Take the Play jet ball. sweep, keep it up the middle. Oh, Slavin wow. hit hard at the 17 and dropped a yard short of the first down. It looked like he had room, <laughs> and then he just got stopped in his tracks right at the 17. Fourth down one, and Jason Garrett, coach of Bishop Dwanger, is going to use his final timeout. Yeah, yeah. The the linebacker in there kind of came out of nowhere. I believe that was Simcox that made the play, and it looked like one of those holes where you could drive a truck through, and all of a sudden, the, somebody popped out of the ground and made a nice open field tackle Well, there. the key was that he got the pads on him and stopped him without any forward momentum, because he hit him at the 17, the ball spotted at the 17, and the 16 would have given him basically a game-clinching first down. Correct. And 3.46 to play, it is a fourth down and one for Homestead, and they are going to try the field goal, or at least they will line up as if they're trying the field goal. This one, a 34-yard attempt. It is centered between the hash marks, so it's straight on, kicking it from the north to the south. There's the set, the kick, plenty of leg, and it is good. That ball is tagged by Carter Dixon. A 34-yard field goal makes it 37-21. And yes, you get the field goal, Shannon, but really that's nothing more than adding to Carter Dixon's stats and letting him show off his leg because it's still a two-score game. Yeah. And 16-point contest, right. two touchdowns, a couple of two-point conversions. So we've got 3.43 to play. 37-21. Spartans leading it. Well, I uh, I can tell you this, Shannon, not to jinx anything, but my high school football pick of the week was 37 to 28. Uh-oh. We're at 37 to 21. I'm not going to openly root for a Bishop Boyer <laughs> touchdown. I was like, you get a bonus if you hit it? <laughs> <laughs> But we've got 3.43 left, and now Homestead will kick it off to Bishop Wenger. 
uh, that uh, field goal, I, did, he, did it end up in the parking lot? Because Yeah, it's, I mean, it's down at the Coles <laughs> down at uh, Northcrest Shopping Center. Man, oh, man. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he had attitude on that before yards out. And he's still mad. And, and he's, yeah, he's still mad. He just kicked the kickoff uh, somewhere down Clinton. So it will be a touchback. Bishop Twanger starts on their own 20 with 3.43 to play and a 37-21 Homestead lead. Well, there's no timeouts remaining for the Saints. If you want to talk about targets for Bishop Twanger and quarterback Evan Springer, who is in, Rocco Sioka is the 6-6 wideout, generally lined up wide on the right side, and Henry O'Keefe is the wideout left. Those are his two best targets. Little quick out route to O'Keefe, caught at the 25, and he steps out at the 26. Well, six yards at a time, Homestead will give you, but it also is not gaining a big advantage for Bishop Dwinger. 339 left, and now they've got second down and four. Yeah, and Springer really has thrown the ball pretty decently tonight. The only bad throw he had was that underthrow streak to Sioka that was intercepted. And he timed that one well. Yeah. Got it right when he was coming out of his break on that out route. Here comes pressure, scrambling to the right. Springer throws, caught over the middle of the field and down at the 35-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down after a nine-yard gain. So the chains move, but the clock continues to run. They stop it briefly to set up the sticks, and now they will keep it running. 3.27 left. Saints from their own 35, first and 10. Drop back Springer, throwing, far sideline, caught by Sioka at the 40, and he'll step out of bounds. Same play they went to to O'Keefe on this side of the field. They just threw on first down to Sioka on that side of the field. Yeah, and again, you, you know, you're getting yourself, you know, chunks here and there, five or six yards, and at some point... Getting you know, out of bounds, Right, too. getting out of bounds to get the, you know, to stop the clock, and that's Three, where the ball's got to go. 3.17 left, clock is stopped. Second down, we'll call it five from the 40. Drop back, throw, and it is caught. O'Keefe makes the catch, tries to spin away from the tackler, can't do it. Forward progress to close to the 45, but I think it's going to be about a football length short of a first down. So an extra play is going to be needed here with the clock going under three minutes. Third down. Length of a football, short of the first, from their own 45. Quick drop, Springer, here comes pressure. He can't get tackled. He throws, or he rolls all the way to the right. He'll keep it to get first down yardage and then beat the defender to the sideline as he crosses the 50, and he's out of bounds at the Homestead 48. Yeah, that was smart there. He almost looked like he was going to throw it. Get the first down, young man. Well, he had the pressure chasing him, and I think his first thought was, don't get sacked. Right. And. And you almost thought for a moment he's just going to throw a ball up, and then he saw the open space in front of him, kept it, and got the first down, stopped the clock with 2.44 left. From the Spartans, 48-yard line, Saints, first and 10, right hash, they'll roll to the left, Springer stops, plants the feet, nobody open, here comes pressure, and he escapes everybody, now throws near sideline, it's tipped away incomplete. Well, that was... All kinds of things could have happened there. With Springer rolling to the left, he tried to plant, square up the shoulders, and throw, but then he kind of gave a pump fake. Pressure got to him, looked like he could have been sacked, but he slithered through the arms 
of the defender and kept the play alive. When he finally did throw it near sideline, he threw it into like double coverage. There yeah. wasn't much room to complete it. No, there and there was not many looking for it. And Miller was down for Homestead. Now, fortunately, he's up, but he's still gingerly walking off the field with his left. Looks like his ankle tweaked. Yeah, that is Matt Miller, a 6'2", 250-pound senior defensive lineman who is going to limp his way over to the far sideline for the Homestead Spartans. So, Dwenger the football, they've got two and a half minutes to work with. They're down 16. They're at the Homestead 48, second down. Tipman in the backfield, K.J. Tipman with Springer, the quarterback. Three receivers left, one receiver, Sioka to the right. Yeah, they, and somebody moved. Yeah, the left. False start. They've been doing that pretty much all night, and they've been pretty lenient of letting it go, but they got the left tackle on this time for procedure. Tommy Witte is a 6'3", 220-pound senior. You know, you talk 220 playing tackle. The other tackle on the other side, Isaac Lehrman, is 6'4", 230. They're used to those numbers starting with a three. <laughs> yeah, they've had some big fellas on the line. Second down, 15. Now the ball back in Dwenger's territory. Here comes pressure, and Springer again scrambles out. He'll throw it, and deep downfield, sideline incomplete. Tried to get it late to Carter Minix, 5'9 sophomore, near sideline, but really Springer did everything he could do just to get enough space to unload the football. Kind of a Baker Mayfield-esque type of play. The rush came. He ducked under a guy, he slipped from another guy, and then rolled quickly to his left. Of course, for a right-handed quarterback, that's so difficult. Right. He tried to kind of turn and square so he could get enough of the football, but he got it in front of Minix incomplete. So third down, 15 from their own 47. From the right hash, you've got Sioka to the right. Trip receivers left. Drop back, Springer in the pocket. Again, and here comes the him. pressure, and they wrap him and toss him down. Good pressure and a sack for Floyd Sandlin. A 6'2", 200-pound senior, and wondering if uh, he's one of the if he came in when uh, Miller got hurt because I know yeah. they've only got three down linemen and one of them just entered the game and yeah that's only a three-man rush that they're getting to the pressure on the quarterback too yeah they're collapsing the pocket which is making it really tough for a small quarterback to throw uh -oh. oh they jumped the route as they tried to throw it in the flat on fourth down and long and uh, ends up going incomplete as Springer had to throw it high to Sioka the incomplete pass will turn it over on downs and with a minute 45 left that should put the bow on this one for the homestead spartans a nice bounce back win for homestead trying to retain the bell for the third year in a row 37 to 21 and now with no timeouts on dwenger's side homestead i think can just go to the knee yeah yeah they can they can get in their victory formation and take about two or three snaps here and it'll be over and get ready for snyder first uh, snap and there's the knee so the clock will continue to run we're down to a minute and a half left 
the clock will continue to tick. Homestead will take their time and try to snap this when there's one on the play clock. Well, the Spartans will improve to three and one. And as we said, a bounce back from last week's 45-42 loss to Bishop Lures. There's still plenty of football to be played this season. Bishop Wenger will have a head-to-head -head against Bishop Lures coming up, but now Homestead has a tiebreaker over the Saints. So Homestead will be hoping that the Saints knock off Bishop Lures because Lures has the tiebreaker over Homestead because Lures beat Homestead head-to-head. -head. And don't forget Carroll lurking out there. Carroll, and, and you know, Homestead's going to come back next week with uh, a rested Snyder team, I believe. And it's another knee, so we're at third down. 39 seconds, so this should be the final snap. Wait till it gets down under 10, and there's the there's the knee, and that's going to be it. You hear the victory bell ringing in the background because the Homestead Spartans have come to Shields Field on Dwenger's homecoming and defeated the Bishop Dwenger Saints, handing the number two team in Class 5A their first loss of the season, 37 to 21. Shannon, the only thing I could say, and I know I've got to get out of here to get to the postgame show, is darn you, Dwanger, just needed one more touchdown, and I had the perfect score <laughs> on my high school football picks, but uh, really, got to give a lot of credit to Homestead. Their defense took so much away from Bishop Dwanger. The Saints were fighting to find anything offensively throughout the night, and uh, and then when Dwanger did get some hope and had a couple of touchdowns, Homestead really dashed those hopes quickly by scoring with an 11 seconds of two separate Bishop Wenger touchdowns tonight. Yeah, a couple a couple deflating quick touchdowns by Homestead really took the win out of the sails of Bishop Dwenger tonight. Defensively, they didn't play all that bad, but I think some of the offensive stuff kind of caught up with them playing a stingy Homestead team that uh, it was better than the three games prior for the Bishop Dwenger Saints. So we'll uh, have Shannon give you the scoring on this one when we come back and still ahead. Darren Wright will join me at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut for the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show. Scores of all our area games still coming up. Our final here at Dwenger tonight. The Homestead Spartans 37 and the Bishop Dwenger Saints 21. Shannon's back. Podcasts by Federated Media.